Doctor Who and the Ghosts of N-Space, starring John Pertwee as the Doctor, Elizabeth Sladen as Sarah Jane Smith, and Nicholas Courtney as the Brigadier. Episode 1. Uncle Mario, how can I help you if you won't tell me what the trouble is? I tell you what trouble is, don't I? For a thousand years we say Castello is home sweet home, see? For 92 years I live here, see? When I die, you be Baroni, see? You want that you be stole away like the pig? Pig? What pig? What Tom, Tom the Piper's son stole. Oh, that pig. Yes. yes, I see. And who is going to steal the castle, Uncle? Nobody. You stop him. That's why I ask you to come to Ireland. But stop who? What are you talking about? Ah, you not listen. The gangster man, Vilmio, Max of Vilmio, he say, I no sell him Castello, Ireland, all. I be sorry. Hey, very. I be very sorry to die. Die? You mean he's threatened to kill you? Oh, yes. Oh, that's intolerable. I think I'd better have a word with Mr. Vilmier. Well, he no listen to word. You see, he waited till you go, and then a boof. Hmm. Listen, Uncle, this mm. is more serious than I realized. I think I'd better go back to the mainland and pick my stuff up from the hotel and come and stay for a while, just till it's sorted out. I'm due for a spot of leave. And if this Vilmio chap... Good grief! Looking through the window, it's flying off now. Black with wings? Red with wings, blood red. Oh, yes, I seen him. Some of them have wings, the little fiends from hell. You mean you've seen them before? Oh, they come, they go. Never mind the piccoli diaboli, you go get bag, see? Then come back to Castello and kill this Vilmio for me. Okay? I think you are wrong, Godfather. If you don't kill this man, we shall have more trouble than we've had since the 50s. Max Vilmio comes from one of the most respected families in New York. Do I not have enough enemies in Sicily? Can you allow this one-armed smartass to run your people off the island like frightened chickens running from a fox? Would you wish such shame upon me? We seem to have arrived. Look, my boy. Is she not a veritable pearl? I have loved this island and her little sister way over there since I was a boy. Did you know, Pietro? But the best fishing in all the waters of northern Sicily is to be found between the two islands of San Stefano. You shall have your revenge, my consigliere, when the time comes. And if the time has to be now... That's all I'm asking. Bruno will be standing behind you all the time. Right, Bruno? Si, signore. You only have to give him the nod. And Max Vilmio is dead. looks in horror at the still-smoking automatic in her hand and unwillingly lifts her eyes to the impossible sight of the old man's body. The noise of the door heralds the arrival of the person she fears most in all of the world, the erstwhile drug smuggler from Valparaiso, Garcia O'Toole, who is in Scunthorpe visiting his Irish aunt and happens to have heard the shot as... Oh, phooey! That's just plain silly. Who is it? Me. Oh, hi. But he's got to turn up and catch her or I'll never get them in bed together. I'm starving. What? It's lunchtime. In fact, it's half past lunchtime. How's the greatest novel of the 20th century coming along? Now, don't you start. I'm having enough trouble with Garcia O'Toole and his lady love. Who? Well, what are you waiting for? Come well, on, I'm starving. Wait for me. 
Nothing get too hot or the coagulation of the protein mass would have been... Hello. Is that you, Doctor? Lethbridge Stewart? Thought you'd gone on your Easter holes. I'm on leave, yes. I'm phoning from Sicily, but you could hardly say I was on holiday. Yeah, but look, would you... Would you hang on for a moment, Brigadier? I'm just in the middle of... Oh, no. Oh, for Pete's sake. Hello? The place is full of smoke now. I'm sorry, Doctor. You've got something important on. Indeed I have. A pan of Welsh rabbit. I'm surprised you can't smell the burning in... in, in where did you say you were? Sicily. I'm visiting my uncle. Or rather, my great-uncle. Uh-huh. Or I suppose he's really my third cousin three times removed, or something ridiculous like that. He's actually my grandmother's second cousin, so I suppose... Look, Lethbridge that... Stewart, you are becoming prolix. Is there any danger of your getting to the point this side of Christmas? There's something very odd going on here. Huh? At least I think there is. Maybe that I'm seeing things. Uh, what sort of things? Well, not to put too fine a point on it, they're actually... Uh, uh, hello, say again, Brigadier. Brigadier! So you see, it's right up your street. Oh. Frankly, Doctor, I need you. Listen, I've got to go. I'll miss the ferry. Is there any possibility that you could come out? Yes, 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 yes. I'll come at once. Where are you? I'm staying with Uncle Mario in his castello, his castle. It's on the island of San Stefano Minori, which is west of the park. Hello. Hello, Brigadier. Here we go again. Hmm. Don't get me wrong. I'll be eternally grateful that your mum decided that a horse show was more important than going on holiday with her poppet. Oh, come on. No, seriously. It was great of you to ask me. I've always wanted to see Sicily, and it came at just the right time. What with Clorinda turning down the Dalek piece. Oh, give us a top-up. Shall I get another? Mm, Better not. You can hardly blame her. No? Do you realise that our darling editor has spiked every single thing I've put up since I met the Doctor? Is it any wonder I've decided to give up? Give up? You never said anything about giving up. Writing bestsellers. That's the thing. Winning the booker and being rich and famous so nobody can muck you about. But who's going to teach me how to be an investigative journalist? Ask your precious Clorinda. I say. No, I've quite made up my mind. At least, I had until this morning. Come on, it's your turn to pay. Where are we going? Sightseeing. Ah, it's time we did the tourist bit. Elspeth and Garcia will be glad to see the back of this. Grazie, signore. Good heavens! What? It's the brig. Where? Over there, getting on the ferry. Hi there. You're there. Stop it, Sarah. Oh. Everybody's looking at us. Has he seen me? No, he hasn't. Yes, he has. Oh, he's just gone on board. He looked as if he'd seen a ghost. Oh, why didn't he wave back? Well, we'll never know. Oh, yes, we will. Now what? You said you wanted to know how to be an investigative journalist. Well, now's your chance. Hey? What's the brigadier doing, skulking about with a suitcase and pretending not to see his old friends? Friends? Mm, whatever. Come on, they're pulling in the gangway. Stop being so bossy. You're not my sister, you know. Then heaven's a small mercies. The arrogance. A man I would not wipe my shoes on to keep waiting the Don Fabrizio. Tell me more about him. How did he come to lose his arm? Family business? No one knows. Everybody I've spoken to in the States says that his right arm has always been false. He never speaks of it. Mm. Anything else? He's strong. You want to know how strong? Angelo Bacco saw him kill a guy just by picking him up by the neck. He strangled him? With one hand? With his one hand. It was very nearly big enough to go right round, Angelo said. Don Fabrizio, I can't tell you the pleasure it gives me to welcome you to the Isola de San Stefano Maggiore. 
I have to apologize to you, Senor Clemenza, for the screw-up on your last visit. Signore. Take a seat. Thank you. All of you. No, grazie. Bruno will remain standing. Okay, okay. You'll have a drink. Thank you, no. And this is... Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Brother Nico, come and say hi. Don Fabrizio. Forgive me, Signor Vilmio, but I find it strange that you should want to talk business in the presence of a... a monk. Ah, forget it. Nico and I have been, uh... Well, associates for years. We have no secrets. You can trust me, Signore. Very well. Consigliere, show Signor Velmio the contract. Maggie, I told you we weren't to be destroyed. Get lost. I know you are, toys. So you've had your espresso fix. You can't get going. Look <laughs> at me. Still, I should know. We are talking business here, babe. Okay, Daddy. Oh, I'm gone already. Ah, there's uh. There's a lot about percentages here, not much about what I get out of it. Protection. Huh? <laughs> I'm not some punk running a liquor store in the Bronx. Protection against your hoods? Come on. Your line of business is well established in these parts, signore. With our contacts... My line of business? What exactly do you think I'm up to? rougher than it looked. Did you find him? Yep. He's in the bar, knocking back the scotch. Well, I think this is a silly game, and I, I'm beginning to feel sick. It's no business of ours anyway. Perhaps he's got an Italian girlfriend. Oh, call yourself a journalist. You're just nosy. That's right. A tourist center? A leisure complex? An island? Two islands? I'm negotiating to buy San Stefano Minore as well. Strictly legitimate. If the hostess is a friendly and obliging, what business is it of mine? Or yours, huh? Why should I need your help? Or your protection? A portello, a whorehouse, a leisure complex, what does it matter what you call it? You're a rich man already, a multimillionaire, if my information is correct. If you're wise, you will devote some of your profits to the cultivation of goodwill. A multimillionaire? You're wrong. I got to be a multi-billionaire over three years ago. Do you think I did it by giving away my profits? Or by letting myself be kicked around by some two-bit godfather with cow shit between his toes? Very well. You've been offered the hand of friendship and you've chosen to spurn it. I'm sad. Goodbye, Signor Vilmio. Bruno. You've killed them. Yeah. It has its uses, a metal arm. This one in particular. Hey, Nico. See, si, Signore. You boys want any more coffee? Jeez. <laughs> hey, why didn't you ask me to the party, Maxie? Wakey, wakey, we're almost there. Where? San Stefano Minori, according to this map. And if he doesn't get off here, there's only one island left. San Stefano Maggiore, over to the west. Oh, oh you look ghastly. Sort of deadish. I wish I were. No, no, stay down. There he is. He seems to be the only one getting off. Come on. Look, be reasonable. The sun's gone in. It's blowing a gale. It looks as if it's going to rain. Let's go back. I'm not giving up after coming all this way. Now, come on. Don't let him see you. Oh, no. That's no good. I've got to have a breather. 
No wonder the locals call this hill a mountain. Oh, look out. Can't you be a bit more careful? If he turned round when he'd stopped, he'd caught you. I wish he would. Then we could ask him what he's up to and go home. Oh, don't be so silly. Oh, come on, he's gone round the corner. We don't want to lose him. Wow. Will you look at that? A real-life castle. And the brig's going in the gate. Hey, we've got to see where he goes. Come on. I do wish he'd stop telling me to come on. He's letting himself into the house. He must have a key. Oh, isn't this terrific? Super. Can we go now? It's a funny old mixture, this castle. What do you mean? Well, doesn't something strike you as a bit odd about this gate tower? Especially the shape of the arch. Sort of Arabian Nights, I suppose? Exactly. The whole of the outer wall and those two towers on the corners, they must have been built by the Arabs. And yet the inner tower, the keep, is Norman, just like the ones at home. Except somebody's turned it into a house by putting in windows. Yes, look, there's a sort of Renaissance bell tower sticking up behind it, see? With a clock. <laughs> it's a right old mongrel. I want to go home. Oh, Jeremy! Well, what are you proposing to do now? Ring the bell and wish the brig a happy new year? I'm hungry and I'm cold and, and if you ask me... Oh, all right, all right, all right. We'll go back. Honestly. It's like taking a three-year-old for a walk. We'll catch the next boat. Aha! Oh, good evening, Uncle Mario. I'm glad you've come back, boy. I was half afraid that you... But no, blood is a blood. You threw Italiano through and through. Granny McDougal was only half Italian, Uncle. Mm -hmm. So that makes me one-eighth Italian and seven-eighths Scots. Never mind. You learn to speak properly Italiano and nobody guess. I learned to speak like real Scottish man before you say Jack Honda, like in my book. My book, actually. Mm. I haven't forgotten you pinched all my books when I was only seven. Uh, how else I learned proper to speak, huh? <laughs> You're an old rogue, Uncle. It's true. Very old rogue. Oh, by the way, I rang my scientific advisor. He's agreed to come out to look into things. Ah. It was a pretty bad line, but I, he said he'd come at once, I, so he'll probably catch the morning flight to Palermo. I, I see, see, see. I, I, I must screw my head on the more tighter. Yes, I forget. He is here. Your doctor in a blue box is clever, tricky play. Gone today and here tomorrow. See? I tell him you're coming. Yes? <laughs> It's all shut up. Oh, hang on. There's a notice. Yes, here it is. Traghetti. That was the name of our boat? The Duca d'Aosta, wasn't it? Oh, yes. That comes back tomorrow at, um... Uh, 11.30. And the others... Uh, no, the others don't come here at all. What? Well, I suppose it's not worth their while. You mean we're stuck here until tomorrow morning? Never mind. We've got money. So it's only a matter of finding somewhere to have some food, a place to keep down for the night. It's an adventure, isn't it? Where would you suggest? Everywhere's shut, even the ice cream place. There's not a soul in sight. It's starting to get dark and I'm sure I felt a spot of rain. Oh, honestly. You have rung the bell. Haven't you? Well, I'm, I'm just trying to work out what to say. I can't really tell the brig we were following him, now can I? I mean... Well, it's a bit cheeky poking our noses into his business, isn't it? Well, I did say. Yes, you did, and that just makes it worse. Oh, Sarah, please. Well, I just have to pretend to be surprised to see him, I suppose. He's never going to believe it. Oh, well, here goes. What's that? It's coming from around the back. Come on. Oh, wait for me. I can't see anything. Well, perhaps it came from behind that garden wall. Look, the end's fallen down. Somebody must have got hurt. 
This hasn't just happened, it's old. It is over there! I'm coming! Oh, I'm coming too! You saved me! You saved me! Oh. Sarah, ah. please take me care of you're going for the cliff! I should apologize for parking the TARDIS in your magnificent great hall, signore. I beg your pardon, Baroni. Oh, no, no, no. It's not the real, this Baroni. Only label like an empty jam jar. I am Mario Valcante, plain. Plain as a nose on a face. I am called Baroni because I am Esquire. Is that right? Yes, Mr. Squire? Same as Lord of the Manor, really. And you told the Brigadier, Signore, that you and your forebears have always known the Castello to be haunted. Of course. The lady in the white dress. I see her often when I was Bambino, but not the little Diaboli, the fiends from the pit. They come only now. The rascals. And you say that you've seen them too, Brigadier. I don't believe in ghosts, and yet... Well, I've certainly got a glimpse of one. At least I think I have. One of Uncle Mario's friends. Oh, what did it look like? Oh, absolutely ghastly, old boy. Scales and tentacles and teeth. You know the sort of thing. Yes, I'm very much afraid that I do. Was anybody else seen them apart from you and the brigadiers in your Oh, sure. Our servants. They ran away like cowardly caster the creams back to village. Only young Umberto left. The butler, 79 if he's a day. Aha! You hear? Come a quick. You see her? The lady in the white. Beyond this door. You see? I know that voice. Good grief! Stay where you are, Brigadier. You too, Barone. Good. Good, I thought as much. It's fading away. It's gone! Thank goodness. Brigadier, Doctor, yeah. it's Sarah. I think she's fainted. Yeah, well, keep back, Jeremy. I can see her. The wind, it'll have her over. She's right on the edge. Well, if I lie flat and you hold my feet in the bridge, and I, I should be able to get her. Now, come on. Oh, do be careful. Now then, gently does it. Inch by inch. Hold on tight, Brigadier. Right. A couple more inches. A little more. Right. Got her. Back we go. Back we go. Back. Is she all right? Oh, just shock, that's all. Shock. Sarah? Sarah. Where am I? No, no, no. It's all right. It's all right. It's gone. Sarah, it's gone. Oh, Doctor. Brigadier. Oh, Brigadier. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So sorry. Are you coming back to bed? Sure, honey. Just as soon as I fix my eyelash. I don't know why you didn't waste the other guy's well. Uh, you want I should send this family a telegram? <clears throat> They'll have got the message quicker this way. Message? You didn't give that consigliere guy any... Ooh. Message to take back? I didn't. What was it, then? 
Unconditional surrender, that's what. Like Ike and the Krauts. I've got more important things to do than play footsie with a bunch of peasants. Ike who? Ike at the deli? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ike from the deli. Face it, babe. You're just an ignorant broad from Brooklyn. Sure I am. <laughs> <laughs> you feeling better, Miss Smith? Sarah. Yes, thank you. I'm a bit woozy. I put another log on fire. But what was it? That thingy that was trying to grab Sarah. I mean, it wasn't a real monster, was it? Like the ones on Paracon. It sort of faded away. Uh, it was real enough. On the other hand, in a sense, it's no more real than an image in a dream. Then, of course, that applies to all of us. Well, it certainly doesn't apply to me. And frankly, I can't see that it applies to any of us. And yet you were quite prepared to believe that Sarah was a product of your own overheated brain when you saw her this morning. Yes. Well, you must admit that it is the most impossible coincidence that we should have bumped into each other. Impossible? Well, evidently not, since it happened. In any case, you're leaving out the likelihood of it being a simple case of synchronicity. What synchronicity? Well, the principle that a coincidence may happen without any causal link and yet still be of significance. Whole systems of philosophy have been based on it. You mean we were destined to meet? Well, fatalism might be considered a crude version of the same viewpoint, certainly. But what was it? The monster? Well, did we all see the same thing? That's the first question. Brigadier? Sort of ape creature, wasn't it? Yes. And staring red eyes, all sort of fiery. Oh, oh so, so, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm very thoughtless of me, Sarah. It's quite time we were all in bed. There's nothing that won't wait until the morning. There's the broken wall, the cliff edge. It looks entirely different in the sun. The doctor's right about images in a dream. The whole thing feels more like a nightmare. Sarah? Come in. Oh. Come and look. Hmm? You can see where they've built on a garden at the back. They must have done it when they added this bit of the house and the clock tower. Isn't it all quite lovely? Do you think there might be some breakfast going? <laughs> quite right. First things first. Well, only one way to find out. Hey, look. All the Barone's ancestors. And the Briggs, too, come to think of it. How do you know they are? Well, who else could they be? Going right back, too. Well, that one must be about 300 years old. <laughs> There's the brigadier in drag. It looks more like Widow Twanky, doesn't it? No, do come on. Do you think they'll have eggs and bacon? <sighs> Why is it that things never stay where they're put? I know full well that I put my iron-focusing coil back in its place after Bertie Wells borrowed it for his invisibility experiment. Mm. Ah, ah, here it is. What did I tell you? What's that thing you're making? Ah, oh, what a one you are for names, Lethbridge Stewart. I've been too busy building it to hold a christening. Well, I suppose if you insist, I could call it a multivectored, null-dimensional, temporal and spatial psychoprobe. But I'd much rather not. I see. Or rather, I don't. What's it for? Well, I'll be in a better position to explain when I've carried out a few investigations. To speculate without facts is a waste of valuable time. Very sound. Mm, and I must admit... I have very little personal experience of N-Space. What's N-Space, Doctor? Ah, good morning, dear. How are you feeling now? A lot better for a good night's sleep. And Senor Calante's been so kind. We've had a super breakfast in that enormous kitchen of his. Sort of olive bread and salami and stuff. Never seems to have heard of marmalade, though. Oh. 
Breakfast isn't breakfast without marmalade. You have a point. But it's got to be the right sort of marmalade, mm -hmm. the bitter sort. Yeah, thick and dark. With chunks. I prefer the jelly stuff myself. Yes. Doctor, what is N-Space? Well, now, the Earth, every world, is a counterpart. They're as close to each other as a pair of clasped hands. In the normal course of events, it's impossible to go there or even to communicate with it because... Because it's in the fourth dimension. Young man, a lot of nonsense is talked about a lot of people about the fourth dimension. And the fifth and the sixth and the rest, for that matter. Well, where is it then? Nowhere, literally. It's a question you can't ask. There's no where for it to be. You see, end space isn't in this space-time continuum at all. That's how it gets its name. It's short for null space. And that's why we're not aware of it? Yeah, precisely. Because of the discontinuity that you might expect between the two worlds, which forms a very effective barrier. It can normally only be crossed by the dying. And ghosts? Yeah, I'll come to that. You see, every sentient being on Earth has an equivalent N-body, coterminous with the ordinary body. What or how much? Well, when somebody dies, the N-body goes into N-space. What often seems like a tunnel of darkness leading to a blissful light. Oh, I've heard about that. People who've died on the operating table and then brought back to life. And they say all their dead family are there to greet them, or angels or whatever. You know, the trouble is, with some people, the mind is so attached to the things of Earth that they can't give them up. Well, often they can't even take it in that their earthly lives are over. So, instead of just passing through, they get stuck in N-space. Well, some of them even try to get back through the barrier. And if they can find the smallest flaw, they'll come back and try to relive their final moments and make them come right. Ghosts? Yes, ghosts. Right. Right, that should do it. Right then, off we go. Where are we going? To the cliff top, where we found Sarah, of course. With any luck, I'm going to give you all a peep into end space. Here we go, then. Look! There's a sort of glow over there above the stones. <coughs> there she is! That's who I saw! Debbie! No! Oh, I can't bear it! Debbie! Wait for me, my love! I'm coming! No, Sarah! Stay here! Look at the light! It's like frozen lightning! You're seeing the cracks in the end space barrier. Oh, my God! Think again! Oh, there's the one I saw before with the tentacles! No, no! It's coming this way! Doctor Who and the Ghosts of N-Space. Episode 2. Right, stay where you are. Stay where you are. It's all right. Oh, there was nothing to fear. 
I merely reconstituted the traces of the phenomena of the recent past. Are you trying to tell us that you played a trick on us? Well, not intentionally. Look, I'm sorry you were so startled by the images of the fiends. Startled? Those horrible things coming right at us? Yes, well, it's stupid of me. I should have explained. You see, what you saw on this occasion was nothing more than an action replay, so to speak. Even the ghost? Even the ghost, yeah. She was just an image, too. A, a meta-spectre. A memory of a memory. But that wasn't the object of the exercise. I wanted to find out exactly what the situation is. Well? No, nope, not at all well. It's as I feared. At some time in the past, a massive psychophysical shock has ruptured the barrier at this point and weakened it drastically. Well, from the evidence, it must be very near the moment of catastrophe. Catastrophe? Yeah, I use the word in its strict scientific sense. If a dam is breached, the water comes through in a relative trickle at first, and then small cracks appear around the fracture. The trickle becomes a stream, the dam is weakened even further until pff, catastrophe, the dam bursts. Countryside is flooded. The end space barrier could burst. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, indeed I am. Now you all saw what has been trying to get through the cracks. When the catastrophe point is reached and the barrier gives way, this planet will be flooded by all the evil in end space. All the fear, greed, anger, hate, or all the sheer malevolence of the world is experienced from the beginning of time will pour out into the world in an overwhelming torrent. But at the moment, I've no idea how to stop. I don't understand. My boy, he's he's a comic. I I have him a spy with my spyglass from the top of the tower. Calm down, Uncle. I take it you mean the Vilmio fellow. See, si, leave si. it to me. I'll deal with him. I've been looking forward to it. Don't mess with me, you old bum. Get out of my way. No, no, signore. You must not. Can I help you? <laughs> Who are you? My name is Lethbridge Stewart. I represent my uncle, Mario Verconte. Well, old Dopey here takes me for some <laughs> sort of a mug. He's been trying to tell me the Baroni's not in the Castello. Not at home. An accepted fiction in polite society. He is not at home to you, sir. What? Thank you, Umberto. That'll be all. <laughs> si, signore. <laughs> I have to tell you, Mr. Vilmio, that neither you nor your propositions are welcome. The island of San Stefano Minore is not for sale, and there's an end of it. You're wrong, Mr. Lethbridge Stewart. This is only the beginning. I want this island, this castle. Well, I'm used to getting what I want. There's no more to be said. Good day. I'm not one of your goddamn servants. You Brits seem to think you still own the earth. I'll be back. We haven't seen the last of that fellow. Beds? Hmm? What do you want with beds? Ah, Brigadier, you've arrived back very opportunely. Look, look, would you be so kind as to hold this? Yeah, yeah, just, just there, like that. Yeah. Next to the seashell, while I run this coil around them. Lord, looks like the skull of a rat. Yeah, probably because it is the skull of a rat. A very necessary component of the circuit. Ah, thank you, that's fine. One thing bothers me. Yeah? Are we to take it that the expression N-space is just a euphemism for plain, old-fashioned hell? <laughs> no, not exactly. Uh, look, as you're doing nothing, Brigadier, would you like to catch hold of this wire and pull it under both beds? Oh. Wind it round the pillar behind you. Behind you, there. Yeah, thread it through the other wires, yeah. Those other wires there. Yeah, I'll do the same this side, right? Right. You see, the spirits, as you call them, the, the selves, are condemned to stay in N-space only by their own ignorance of the truth of the situation. That's the way. Now this one, please. 
Uh, in the end, most do manage to see what they're doing to themselves, and then they can move on into the light, leaving all their fear, hate, and despair behind them. Well, what about the fiends? The end forms. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, what do you think must be the inevitable consequence of the amount of negativity generated by all those selves who managed to quit end space? Not, um, not good? <laughs> ah, not at all good. Just as the joy of the light is manifest in the shape of angels or whatever, as Sarah was telling us earlier, so the power of darkness is embodied in the form of fiends. Look, Brigadier, would you be so good as to hold this while I adjust its connection? It's a hard-boiled egg. <laughs> Indeed it is. You'd be surprised how high the psychic capacitance is of your average six-minute egg. Oh, careful, Brigadier! Don't squash it. Oh, oh, it's you. Doctor told me to come and help you. It's taken me yonks to find you. How was I supposed to know where the library was? Oh, what are you reading? What's the point of having a book all in Latin? You're as bad as Alice. What's the use of a book without pictures or conversations? I'm trying to find the earliest references to the hauntings in this castle. Alice who? Oh, this place is a mess. Piles of books all over the place. Oh, Jeremy, for heaven's sake. Look, either do something to help or go bug somebody else. How can I help when they're all written in foreign languages? Well, you can pick those books up for a start. I mean, I'm not a little Miss Cleverclog. Oh, wait a minute. This one's in English. What? The Mystery of the Castello by somebody called Anne Ratcliffe. Let's have a look. Do you mind? What's that? Hmm? What? A bit of paper fell out. Hmm, Latin again. Oh, that's not paper, it's parchment. This... Oh, oh, this is incredible. The doctor asked me to see if I could find any mention anywhere of what would have caused the crack in the barrier. And listen to this. For the practitioner, craftsman, yes, something like that, under the wing of the dragon will break through the claustrum, and I'm sure that means barrier, and change the base metal of, uh, or something or other, for the everlasting gold he so ardently seeks. What does it mean? It means we've found something that would be just what the doctor ordered, and by accident, too. You know what he's going to say, don't you? What? Synchronicity. That's what. Serendipity. As pretty an example as I've come across in a century of blue moons. Well, it appears to be an extract from an alchemical text. It could prove to be invaluable. But what is it? What you said? What does it mean? Serendipity. We're making a fortunate discovery by accident. A coinage by my old friend Horace Walpole. Ah, well done. Thank you, Brigadier. That's it. It's ready. So, now you've finished it, what do you call it? Oh, there you go again. Look, if I were to tell you that it's a dimensional transducer, well, an OB dimensional transducer, would you be any the wiser? What does OB stand for? Out of the body. Yeah, when we use this apparatus to travel into end space this afternoon, our bodies will stay here. That's what the beds are for. I beg your pardon, but did I hear you say something about we and travel and this afternoon? Yes, it's too dangerous for me to go alone. With two of us going, at least one of us should make it back. Look here, old fellow, I don't want to let you down, but I really do think I have to stay to keep an eye on Uncle Mario. This Vilmio person is quite beyond the pale. He's capable of anything, if you understand me. My dear chap, of course I understand. However, the difficulty Please, is... Please, I'll go. So what happens now? Right, is, the, is the headpiece quite comfortable? Yes. Right, then. Uh, hang on to those brass grips. Uh, don't let go. You're completing the circuit, you see. Now, close your eyes and just let it happen. Come. 
can't get out of it now, my girl. Relax. Oh, go on, relax. They're not going to be back by Good Lord, I'm floating against the cloister roof. And there's me down on the bed. And the doctor. Off we go. Come on, then. How? You don't ask how to lift your arm, do you? Just do it. Oh, oh, oh it's easy. It's like flying in a dream. <laughs> it's great. Now then, we need to see the floor and the barrier so that we can get through it. How have you managed to bring that if we're spirits? Anybody's, I mean. With a psychoprobe. Well, if you know how, small objects can go through the barrier. Look, think of the objects, stones and so on, that drop out of nowhere in the odd poltergeist case. Right, there we are. There, you see? See the cracks of light? Now then, follow me. It's true. Everything they say is true. A tunnel of light going off into the distance and a much brighter light at the end. And I can see some people at... Oh, wait for me! Wait for me! No, no, Sarah! Sarah, stop! I nearly lost you there. This is a dreadful place. It's like the photographs of no man's land in the First World War and it going on forever. Is this end space? Oh, where are the fiends? Oh, they'll turn up. Thanks a bunch. I was worried for a moment. There's nobody here. You said... Now look again. Look again out of the corner of your mind. Oh, I see what you mean. There's the Costello and the broken wall and... She's just wondering if she's lost. Oh, now it's all gone again. She disappeared like a dream. Yeah, very like a dream. But is it your dream or hers? You mean that none of this is real? Nothing could be more real. Fundamentally, you see, matter and mind are two aspects of the same thing. Now, then, let's see what the psychoprobe can tell us. Ah, good. Good, 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 good. Yeah, my hunch was right. There are indications of a massive shock. Come on, come on, we have a journey to go. Keep looking. Looking where I'm going? Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, yes! I saw a building and some men fighting. Oh, it's finished. <laughs> They seem to come and go. You'll soon get the knack. Oh, look! There's a giant slug in it. Oh, it's eating him. That's just as well it's distracted. Or we might end up as fiend father ourselves. But why should they need food? They're just spirits, aren't they? Or images or something? N forms, yes. But they're as real as you or me. However, they lack one thing, and it's the one thing they inevitably crave, and that's a self. A personality. So in the usual human-grabbing way, they try to absorb the selves around them. And the one way they can do that is by eating them. Right. Now, here we are. But we're back at the castle. Look again. Oh, yes. The wall hasn't come down yet. Exactly. We're trying to trace any disturbance of the end-space barrier and the past history of the Costello. Now, there seems to have been two. Now, let's see. Mm-hmm. Yes, the... the crack is there. Look, 
but it hasn't developed nearly so far towards catastrophe. It's difficult to tell whether it suffered the fatal shock yet or not. Well, there's only one way to find out. So that's what it feels like to float through a wall. <laughs> what does it feel like? Uh, nothing at all. No, of course not. <laughs> hey, look. It wasn't just the wall that collapsed. There's a sort of room built into it at the end of the prostor. Oh, there's the peep. Hmm. A bit big for a gardener's shed. Come on. The vectorscope on the probe will take us straight to the beginning of the perturbation in the psychophysical matrix that brought us here. get hooked on this as a way of getting about. I guess that we're heading for the kitchen where Jeremy and I had breakfast this morning. In fact, it's probably the other side of this next... Oh. Ah! ah, damn. Hmm? We're ghosts ourselves, of course. M of a sort. Oh, get us on the Oh, wait for me! They're in the great hall. Dressed all in black, with white hair and mad staring eyes. You'd be listening to Signorina Louisa and her foolish tale. No, no, I saw him, I saw him. You'll be telling me next that the pots jumped off the table by themselves. To be sure, I'm becoming a little tired of these fancies. Oh, Signore, when the glasses blew across the room and broke themselves, we all saw it. Even Signor Perino. I'll have no more of it, do you hear? Go back to the kitchen and let me read my newspaper in peace. <laughs> oh, poltergeist. What? I said it must be a poltergeist. Apart from your wages. Come along. I'll go with you. Quick. Hide through the wall. It's the library. A bit tidier, I must say. Shh, shh, shh. We have company. Right. That should do it. Ah, right. There we are. We have our confirmation. Hmm? A simple poltergeist. Now, how old would you say the young lady in the library was? Uh, about 15? Yeah, you nearly always find an adolescent involved in poltergeist cases. I wonder what date this is. Mm, early 19th century, judging by the clothes. Let's have a look at his newspaper. Uh, the Corsican tyrant ailing. Wow, that must be Napoleon. Mm, 1818. A time of hope and a long way from our other port of call. Ready? Where are we going now? Castle looks just the same. A bit newer, perhaps. Mm, about 300 years newer, at a rough guess. Ah, yes. Yes, that... The crack's that much smaller. Still, it's, it's wide enough to get through. into the garden shed place. Yes, he's left the door open. Let's go and see what he's doing. Don't spill it, fool! It's mercury, isn't it? What he was carrying. Quicksilver, yes. Now, drop at a time. Keep the furnace hot, do you hear me? Because that much has been distilled. What? But a drag. A scant drag. That will suffice. Bring it. What's he doing? 
seems to be praying. Wouldn't he cross himself? I doubt if it is a prayer. Master, no! What? I offer you a potion to cure you of all human ill, the secret draught of Hermes Trismegistus, the veritable elixir of life, and you spurn it! Drink, I say! I am afraid. Drink it! This knife shall taste your blood. I will obey. Drink, then. doubt about that. Look, his ghost rising from his body. Yes, and his master can see it too. Stay! I command and conjure thee that thou shalt obey me in all things. In the name of Astaroth, of Beelzebub, and of the great Lucifer himself, I command thee! Of course, master. Have I not always been faithful? He doesn't realize he's dead. Can't you see his body on the floor? Sarah, Sarah, be careful. Who's there? Sarah, give me a hand. Come on. Oh, oh, what happened? Well, you wanted to see more closely, so of course you floated into view. I'm sorry. In any case, I need more information. Let's go and see what we can find out. Come on. I tell you, madam, it displeases me to see you weeping for Guido still. That must be so Guido on the wall, the oh, portrait. I weep that his very inheritance should be in hazard to a stranger. Can this evil man, this sorcerer, be in truth your cousin? He seems to bear the proof. And he is no sorcerer, my lady, but a man of God. What blood is he? To bear the name of the Emperor, a German name, would seem to be unlikely. I think it false. He came bearing letters from the Spanish court. Would you have me eject the man by force? I expect nothing from you, my lord. A man who would watch his own son, his heir, walk to his death and lift no hand to stop him. It was his Christian duty. The taking of Granada was a crusade most worthy to be fought. I and to die for. Time to go. 1492. What about it? In 1492, the Arabs were finally kicked out of Spain. Granada was the last town to fall. So you were finding out the date again? Yeah, that's right. But that sad lady's son died in the battle for Granada. Our visit must have been somewhere near the turn of the century. And that's near enough for the TARDIS to be able to take us back there. See? Yeah, you know I love these trips on the yard, honey. Especially on a day like this. But why we gotta go to San Stefano Piddle in the wind? Business, babe, business. You think more about your goddamn business than you do about me. You're always looking through those freaking binoculars. What's with this Costello anyway? Get some clothes on! We're gonna tie up to the key! Why don't you tell me what's going on, sugar? Perhaps I could help? Yeah. Maybe you could at that. Would you like another chocolate suppressor? I really don't think I could, thank you. 
It was awfully nice of you to buy it for me. Well, I suddenly thought, you know, well, it was a bit iffy leaving you out in the cold while I went off having all the fun. Hey, look at this enormous boat coming in. All the chrome stuff. More like an ocean liner than a yacht. And there's the brigadier come to meet it. Now, what's he up to? Excuse me. Would you tell me whose boat this is? It belongs to Signor Filmio. You want to see him? Certainly do not. Thanks all the same. Then here's the doctor coming. Where? I can't see him. Yes, well, you wouldn't tuck behind those potted palms. Now, listen, Jeremy, what I really wanted to say was that I think that if I really pushed, I could persuade the doctor to take you in the TARDIS as well. After all, you... Uh, no thanks. You mean to say you'd turn down the chance to travel in the TARDIS? Alfred Stewart! Oh, your uncle told me you were down here. What's up? Filmio again. The nerve to set up camp on our blasted doorstep. Uncle saw him coming through that telescope of his. Mm, yes, well, I'm ready to leave. And there are one or two things I'd like to clear up before I go. Have you seen Sarah anywhere? I'm here, Doctor. Be ah. right with you. Jeremy Fitzoliver, I shall never do anything for you again as long as I live. You're a wimp. No, you're a wally. You're a wally and a wimp. And if you think of anything else beginning with a W, you're probably that as well. Sorry, Doctor. Right, on our way, then. Are you sure that you're not overreacting? Stuart, I'm an asshole. That's typical of Sarah. It's just not fair. It's gotta look like an accident, okay? Yes, master. Don't call me that here, you fool. Uh, no, Senor Villanueva, I'm sorry. The one with the moustache, you mean? Are you dumb or something? The one they call the doctor. The one with white hair. If he's still there on the 21st. Don't come back until you've fixed him good. He's in my way. See, si, Senor. Not yet, idiot! You wanted to see you? Come back to the boat. Wait! Jeremy! Oh, am I glad to see the TARDIS? Oh, it's a bit late to change your mind. No, it's it's the Doctor. That Max Vilmio chap, the one who's nobbling poor old Mario, he's he's sending somebody to kill the Doctor. Oh. Sort of monk chap. We've got a warning. Yeah, okay, okay, I'll tell him. But it's not as if he's going to be in much danger where we're going, now is he? Well, not that sort, anyway. Sarah? Hmm? Sarah, are you coming or not? Yeah, I'm coming. Goodbye, Jeremy. <laughs> Wait! I've changed my mind! Too. I nearly got lost in all those costume rooms. You could put on a pageant. Anyway, how do I look? I'm very nice, too. Well, well done. <laughs> yes, I feel like a refugee from Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, what did Jeremy want? Oh, a lot of nonsense about the Briggs American sending a hitman after you. Mm, well, well, well. So, it looks as if Lethbridge Stewart was right about him. Mm? But why me? It might be an idea to take your wristwatch off. It's the biggest giveaway of the lot, even in the 19th century. Sorry. We'll be in trouble if the TARDIS has landed in the Great Hall again. <laughs> no, no, she's really come up trumps. Right on the beach. Well done, old girl. No, no, not that way, my dear. Well, we're going up to the Castello, aren't we? No, we're going for a swim. What? Come on in. The water's fine. No, no, Sarah, don't take anything off. That'll ruin everything. You're sure this is a good idea? <laughs> That's the ticket. Now dunk your head. No, 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 bonnet and all, like this. <laughs> well done. Oh, that's excellent. Uh, should we go in now? <laughs> well, unfortunately, we capsized. Well, we managed to get to the shore, and it was a real stroke of luck that the fishermen turned up when they did. <laughs> You must stay as long as you wish. 
I declare it'll be a delight for my ward to have a companion for a while, in particular an English girl. You're both most welcome. You're too kind, Signor Vicante, too kind. Colonel Nettleton was killed at Waterloo, and Louise's mother died soon after of a putrid infection. So was the girl's godfather. I was living at Tunbridge Wells at the time, you comprehend, and uh, I felt it was the very least I could do. And Mama died of a broken heart, so Paoli brought me here. Paoli? My guardian, Paolo Verconti. Oh, oh. Try and keep still, Miss Smith, or I shall infallibly burn your hair. Sorry. <clears throat> These curling irons must be just so. Mm. At first, I was like to have died of grief. But to live in a castle, a real castle with towers and turrets and galleries, just like the one in the Mysteries of Udolpho. You have read Udolpho, I'm sure. Uh, um, no. Have you not? <laughs> there. You look sweetly pretty again. You do not read novels, Miss Smith? Sarah, please. Oh, Sarah. I knew at once we were to be the dearest friends. A friend I could tell my secrets to. I should like that. Oh, you must read all my books so that you can discover my true nature. For of all things, I delight in tales of long-lost heirs and skeletons and mad monks and ghosts. Does not the very word send a shiver through you? Have you ever seen one? Not seen, no. But we do have one in the castle. Is that not vastly pleasing? Oh, yes, I think I've heard of her. The lady in white. We must try to see her while I'm here. Oh, I doubt it's a lady, Sarah. What would you say to a soup tureen flung across the kitchen to smash upon the wall? Or a scattering of pebbles in the floor of the corridor? And then my pianoforte, my dear little pianoforte, turned upside down onto its lid, but not in the least broken, and then after... Five o'clock, dinner. We eat in the great hall. Dinner? Oh, Paoli becomes more vexed than you can conceive if we're late. Oh, and don't speak of the ghost in front of him. He is a rational man, or so he says. Talk of ghosts and such throws him into a pet. Yes, well, I have made a particular study of such things, both from the viewpoint of a historian... And as a student of natural philosophy. Oh, come now, Doctor. One can hardly find an equivalence between the watching of birds and the hunting of ghosts. Such things are surely the stuff of the romantic rubbish with which foolish young women like to freeze their young blood. <laughs> Merciful heavens! Quick! All of you, get under the gallery! Stones fallen from the ceiling. Must be the poltergeist. Oh, joy! been hit. Sarah! Sarah, Sarah, answer me. She's dead! She's been killed by the ghost! Doctor Who and the Ghosts of N-Space. Episode 3. Ah, you're awake. Thank you for saving my life, Sarah Jane Smith. <laughs> Tit for tat. 
Where, where's this? Uh, you're in Louisa's bed. No, 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 don't try to get up. There's nothing broken, but you do have a touch of concussion. Yes, I don't feel so hot, I must admit. Yeah, well, you weren't hit by one of the poltergeist stones. It was a lump of masonry dislodged from the gallery. Oh. Well, luckily, it only caught your shoulder when you pushed me away, but you must have hit your head when you fell. It's bound to make you feel a bit tearful. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll, um, I'll get them to make you some sort of posset. I'd rather have a cup of tea. Right, well, I'll see what I can do. No, it's not the shock that's making me feel like this. It's the white lady. If Louisa's ghost is the poltergeist... What about the white lady? I'll ask Cook to make you some tea. She'll be loath to unlock the caddy, but I'll make her. It can't be. It mustn't be. Oh, dearest, whatever is the matter? Oh, Louisa, be happy. Please be happy. Why, to be sure, we have our share of such legends. What old house does not? But I've never done them the honour of giving them any credence. Such things must always be susceptible of a rational explanation. I think you'll have to admit that you saw for yourself this very evening a phenomenon of nature which would be somewhat difficult to explain away. Hmm. You have me, Doctor. I have thought the tales the servants brought me to be just that. Tales. The tittle-tattle of the servants' hall. But after tonight... Very well. You carry the day. I strike my colours. A glass of wine with you, sir, to celebrate your victory. <laughs> ah, upon my soul. A gallant surrender. It is said, then, that many years ago, my ancestor, the Baroni of the time, having lost his heir in the wars, was plagued by the importunities of a false claimant to the inheritance. But you see, Sarah dearest, he was not fit to be an heir, for he was a mad monk. And he was a sorcerer, too, and was trying to raise the dead, or Lucifer, or the fiends of hell, or somebody like that. But his evil designs were foiled, for a good magician appeared at midnight in a flash of heavenly fire. And, to punish him for his wickedness, walled him up alive. Have you finished, my love? Mm. Let mm. me take the tray. Is that not the most charmingly horrid story you ever did hear? Yeah, charming. It's just what we saw for ourselves in the 16th century. Except that the alchemists didn't get walled up, or any of that stuff. Oh, I must tell the doctor. First thing in the morning. So I thought, sir, if you wouldn't mind lending me your uncle's telescope, oh, no, I could sort of go to the top of the gate town, sort of watch the boat, and, yes. well, you know, try and get a clue or something. Good, good. What, what? Oh, forgive me, Jeremy. I'm rather preoccupied at the moment. Uh, so may I? Uh, may what? Borrow it, the spyglass thingy. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Take it, take it. Oh, thank you, sir. Yes, I can see him right down into the harbour. And there's his boat and all. Hey, there's the man himself, the great Max Vilnio, in person. I've got my eye on you, matey, so watch it. I say... Just look at the boot on that tourist he's talking to. What are they saying? I want that castle. I need that castle. If I can get it legitimately okay. If not... So what is it you want me to do, hon? I want you should use your talents on this Brit, this uh, Lethbridge Stewart guy. He knows more than he's pretending. Find out... Yeah? 
Find out what? Find out if they've seen any ghosts up there. Ghosts? Yeah, and find out whether they know about the 21st of May. Whether they know what about the 21st of May? Well, that's what I want you to find out! Now get going! Here she comes around the orange crew, and straight for the arch, and... Oh, fish hooks. The brim of her hat gets in the way, I can't see a thing. Still, she's probably a clue. Good morning. Hi there. I'm on vacation and visiting your little old island, and I wondered if I could have a look around your historical home? I have to refuse, I'm afraid, madam. The Baroni has made it an absolute rule that no tourist should be allowed inside. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> of course I understand. And I think it's just dandy that you should follow your boss's wishes. There's nothing like an English butler, that's for sure. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm not actually oh, the... Uh, but... What do you think of? Ask the signorina in. Uh, where is Umberto de Lezibon? Uh, in circumstances, Uncle, I thought it better if I ah, opened the... you Yankee Doodle, see? I mean, yeah. Oh, come in, come in. Oh, it's very kind of you, Signore. Ah, I'd be hopping cross with young Alistair if he closes the door in your face. Slam a banger, thank you, ma'am. Oh, no good, huh? Well, that depends on your mood, I say. They haven't got back yet. Not my fault I lost them. And she might have been scattering clues like confetti. <gasps> They're coming. But all right. You've been really, really kind, Mr. McCarthy. And I mean that sincerely, telling you about the ghosts and all. Have you come and visit me again, see? Yeah, sure, I'd like that. Ah. Only, it'd have to be tomorrow, because my vacation is up on the 22nd. Ah. Or is it the 21st a bad day for you? May the 21st. The 21st again. Thelmia said something about the 21st. And why should she want to come back? Uh, such a bella ragazza is honored to my house at any time, Miss Prolatsky. I, I, I saw you painted ceiling in my bedroom, huh? Judging in Paris, all stark and bum naked. Uncle! <laughs> huh? I'd like that, Mr. McCarty. Stay cool, Alice, dear. Have a nice day now. Uncle, if you want me to help you, you really must be more discreet. Hmm? I mean, I don't want you to think I'm a prick, but the way you've been... Prick? Oh, I don't know a prick. I know Gigi. If you ask me, she hey. wasn't a tourist at all. But if I can find out what the 21st is all about, only one way to do that. Yes, there she is, and she's going on board the boat. Excuse me. Sorry. I just want... There doesn't seem to be anyone else about, so if I get on board, I might be able to hear her tell Filmio about the 21st. Or whatever. Ooh, a lot of doors. All different cabins and saloons and stuff, I suppose. No sign of Miss Plawatsky. And the 21st? I don't know, Shogun. Isn't that her voice? I didn't say! Oh, Lord. I can't go back or they'll catch me. Room cover, just that ticket. Oh no! 
They're leaving. The boat's going to sea. Thank you, Marcella. Prego, signorina. Did you enjoy your breakfast, Sarah? Mm, yes, thank you. Thank the heavens she has gone. Oh, Sarah, I am so pleased that the doctor has said you must stay in bed this morning. For now I have the chance to discover to you some of my secrets. I can't wait. I know more about the evil monk and his dread deeds than you might imagine. But first, it is of the utmost importance that you should peruse Mrs Ratcliffe's latest work. Here it is. Oh, thank you. In the meantime, I shall take a turn in the garden. And when I return, you will comprehend my purpose. I promise you. The mystery of the Costello. Well, well, well. And I guess it's the very same copy Jeremy found in the library. But it's brand new now. Oh, well. Here goes. I can't stay in here. If I was sick... Oh, now, where's the handle? Oh, I wish there was a light. There doesn't seem to be... Oh, no. Of course there isn't a handle inside. It's a cupboard. It's locked itself. Oh, the air's giving out already. Oh, help! 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 Well? I've been skipping through it and, well, yes, it's quite extraordinary. It seems to be the very story you were telling me last night. Well, of course it is. And do you not see? It is all true. How Mrs Ratcliffe knows it all I cannot divine unless she found some ancient text. But mark this. In the third volume, when the foul monk is walled up, an iron-bound chest full of gold coins is placed there with him, and... Oh, Sarah! It must be there to this very day! Oh, it's just a story! No, no, no! And I can prove it to be true. Look on page 235. Um, got it. It speaks of a parchment with a magic spell written upon it, does it not? Uh, yes. Behold! The very parchment! I found it in an old volume in the library. To be sure, I cannot construe it as a magic spell, for I know no Latin, apart from Mensa, and there's not a table to be seen. Well, let's have a look. Oh, oh no, I'm afraid you're wrong. It's just a bit of an old cookery book. Oh, oh you're quite right. Look, it's the same fragment of parchment that you found before. Only there's more of it. And that recipe is not for shepherd's pie, is it? One of the ingredients is mercury. Yeah, well spotted. Well, it's almost certainly part of the document the alchemist was reading from. Are you going to keep it? Well, I think Louisa might miss it. No, no. It'd better go back in the drawer. Where is she, anyway? Gone for a turn round the garden. That's the third this morning. Oh, yes. There she is. Ah! Hmm? Oh, well, there's one mystery solved at any rate. What? Well, you see the young man with the spade going behind the hedge? Yes. Well, that's the very hedge that your new friend disappeared behind a moment ago. Surprise, surprise. Oh, you're dressed. Yes, the doctor said I could get up. Well, <laughs> when you've got your shoes on, we'll go out. Oh, Sarah, it's such a day. <laughs> with the sunlight sparkling on the sea and the sails of the boats looking like seabirds' wings and... Who is he? Your pardon? I said, who is he? Oh, how did you know? Oh, please, <laughs> please, dearest Sarah Jane, do not tell. Oh, I implore you to keep my secret clasped to your heart. I won't tell, I promise. Oh, thank you. 
Thank you. Who is he? The gardener's boy? Why, yes. Though I am persuaded that he is, in truth, Pauli's long-lost heir. Really? And is the Baroni aware that he's lost his heir? I know not. But he is not married. He has no son. There is no nephew, married niece or cousin to carry on the line. The chief of all this must be that he needs an heir. He is an old man of forty, and one only has to perceive that noble brow, that true patrician nose, that upright... Yes, yes, I'm sure he's very pretty. Sarah! <laughs> Come, I will show you the last of my secrets. But, Uncle, we need to get reinforcements from the village. No, 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 my people, when the little fiends come out to play, they run away like Georgie the Pudgy. Good night, the sweetheart. Ah, good riddance. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm not prepared to take the responsibility of keeping you safe unless we get some help. Ah. Now, this man Vilmio, he could turn up on the doorstep with a gun. I got a gun? He's up in gallery. Now, Uncle, be careful. Those stairs are very steep. Ah, see, I... I think I'm more steep than 80 years ago. Aha! Uh, 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 echo! Behold my gun! Good grief! It's a blunderbuss! It's alright. It belonged to my grandpapa's grandpapa. It's a good gun. Oh. Ah. Oh. Uncle, are you alright? Oh, yeah, see, see, see. Uh, sorry, I, I forgot it's a loaded in war in case the Tedeschi soldiers are come. Huh? 30 years is loaded. It's a good gun, I tell you straight. Well, that settles it. You're coming down to the village and no more arguments. Okay, okay. But you see, nobody come. Yeah, but what about it? I mean, that's just used as a garden shed these days, isn't it? Well, it is a garden shed. Behind the wall of that ancient structure, we shall discover the secrets of the ages. That is where it lies, the treasure of the castello, along with the mouldering bones of the evil monk. I should think they've stopped mouldering by now. And Pauli will be so pleased to have the treasure that he'll consent to our betrothal and recognise him as his heir. And, all... and just who's going to do all this discovering? As if I didn't know. Why, Giuseppe and myself, of course. As the clock strikes twelve... Just as it happened in the book. Giuseppe. His name's Giuseppe. Oh, Luisa! Doctor! Doctor! Now, I'm up here in the gallery, doing a spot of forensic. What's up? It's Luisa. We've been out in the garden, and she's wearing a spotted white dress, and the gardener's boy's name is... Yeah, yes, all right, all right. Hang on, I'll come down. Oh, no! No! Uh, well, I shouldn't be if I hadn't learnt the Maldravian roll a couple of hundred years back. Ooh, I was pushed down those stairs. You were? Uh, don't waste your time. He's well away by now. We haven't a hope of finding out who it was. I know who it was. It was the monk person Jeremy said that Max Vilmio had sent to kill you. No, how could he be here? How could he... What did you say his name was? What? Vilmio, you mean? Did you call him Max Vilmio? Yes, that's his name, apparently. Max. Of course. How stupid of me, how obtuse of me. It all fits. Well, what fits? Well, don't you remember when we were in the 16th century? What did the lady of the house say was the name of the sorcerer? I don't think she... No, wait a minute. She said something about him having the same name as the emperor, didn't she? Indeed she did. Well, do you know who was the only emperor about at that time? 
Maximilian I of the Holy Roman Empire, that's who. The alchemist's name is Maximilian. Max! In the end, he must have managed to make a proper elixir of life. And when he saw you with the brig, he recognised you and sent the monk to knock you off, right? Right. Come along, then. Oh, where are we going? Where we should have gone in the first place, to the 16th century. No, no, we can't leave now. I've found out something quite appalling. Oh, what? That's what I've been trying to tell you. It's Louisa. She's the white lady. Is that all? Oh, I came to that conclusion some time ago. But don't you see? We can't go. Louisa's going to die. Well, of course she is. Aren't you? What are you doing here, kid? Oh, I, I just thought your boat looked a super sort of boat, so I thought I'd have a look around. Right. He was at the castle, hiding behind a pillar. Is that so? Tie him to the chair! <gasps> yes, boss! Hey, what do you think you're doing? You've got no right... Ah, oh, that's too tight! Okay, now. You're a very lucky place, you know that? You can help me, see? I want to know all about this doctor character, got it? My name's Jeremy Fitzoliver, and that's all I'm going to say. You've been watching too many old movies. I'll ask you again. Who is this doctor? Fair dues, Mr. Billmere. You wouldn't expect James Bond to... Oh, oh Maxie, he's only a kid! And you can put in your lip, or I'll use the other hand. Okay, now. Where's this doctor come from? I don't know. Jeez! Ah! We'll drop in on Lethbridge Stewart on the way. He needs to know what he's up against. Oh, on the way from the 18th century to the 16th, we drop in on the 20th. Yeah, why not? Oh, why not indeed? Silly me. <laughs> you know, it's quite clear that the poltergeist incident was deliberate too. What? Do you mean that the monk chap was responsible for all those stones? Well, no, 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 no. Ordinary ghosts don't have any preternatural powers beyond their ability to be solid or permeable at will. No, no. He used the poltergeist shard of apports to disguise the fact that he pushed that stone from the gallery. What's that? Well, don't you recognise it? No. Should I? It's a sort of gun, isn't it? Well, four out of ten for trying. Oh. No, the poltergeist is really a low-grade N-form. As I told you, the N-forms desperately crave personality. So, if one can manage to get through into our world, it looks for somebody with similar tendencies to its own particular complex of negative emotions and tries to set up a merger, so to speak. Well, eating is a poor second best. Possession. A misnomer. I said a merger, Sarah, not a takeover. A strong negative personality is made all the stronger, in control of all the powers of the end form, which can be quite considerable. After all, when you think what a simple poltergeist can do, when it's merged with a naughty child on the verge of adulthood. You mean Louisa was possessed by a fiend? Sarah, why will you use such emotive words? <coughs> I'll tell you anything. Only please, don't hit me again. I'll give you one more chance, you little bastard. Who is this doctor and where does he come from? I tell you... I've no idea. He, he's just a sort of scientist chap, that's all. I know that's not all he is, and so do you. He knows about the 21st. And the flight of a dragon, doesn't he? I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, don't... don't. You got something to say? He smashed the chair, honey. 
couple of grand those chairs cost. Tell the skipper we'll spend the night in Maggiore and sail back in the morning. Enough's enough. I have to take that castle by tomorrow midnight. Hannah, what about the kids? Ah! No. No, wait until we're halfway across. And don't. Uncle Mario, will you please stop saying I told you so? Please try to keep up. Uh, you have a finer army now, Senior Duca Yorka. What you march to top of hill. Elvish come again, who's really Roberto, and a greedy old Sergio, who will eat all of the food of the 10,000 men you haven't got. Yes, thank you, Uncle. You're being a great help. Now, listen to me, all of... Um, that is to say, both of you. And now we've arrived at the house. Uh, do you mind? Thank you. Now, to start with, please follow me up to the Great Hall, and we'll discuss the allocation of duties, right? Si, senor. Right, gather round. Now, the problem, as I see it... Some of a fiend. Be quite still, all of you. Sergio, come back. Hey! Hey, hey! Keokishi! No, they're not. It's easy As I predicted, Lieutenant Stewart, the cracks are extending. A catastrophe could happen at any time. I'm certainly glad to see you, Doctor. Sarah, what was that you chased him away with? Well, don't you recognize it? Yes, one of the small stun guns from Paracom. Oh, of course. Yes, I nicked it, but Anya wasn't looking. Ah. I've modified the phasing of the resonance frequencies so that it's effective against N-forms as well as living beings. It'll only give a nasty jolt to a fiend, I'm afraid, but it'll literally blow a ghost away. How can you kill a ghost, for Pete's sake? I said literally, Brigadier. And you'll need it. Believe me, this monk of Vilmios could come through a wall and then open the door to him. What? That's why we've come back. To warn you that you're under an even greater threat than you may think. Now listen carefully. Well, what do you think? From your pictures, the hair's about right. I was able to cut off Louisa's curls, thank goodness. You know, I must say you make a very handsome page, boy. <laughs> What? What is it? Honestly, Doctor, you look like Santa Claus. Nonsense. <laughs> Apart from the moustache, I've modelled myself on the famous self-portrait of my old friend Leonardo, <laughs> who was an exact contemporary. And your old friend Leonardo looked like Santa Claus, too. Now, have another look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, perhaps you're right. Yeah, I'll trim it back a bit. Just as long as Maximilian doesn't recognise this as the ghosts in his workshop, that's the main thing. Indeed, welcome, Doctor. Our people will rejoice in the presence of a seeker of wisdom such as yourself. You are most gracious, Lord. 
I trust that you are not too fatigued to join me at dinner. I shall send somebody to take you to your room. Psst. Hey, what about me? Where do I sleep? Oh, it's the custom for the servant to sleep lying across the threshold of his master's door. Oh, well, thank you very much. This way, senor. Come along, Jack. We mustn't be late for dinner. Dinner at midday now, is it? I wish they'd make up their minds. Boy, can you not see that your master's cup is empty? More wine there. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, my lord. Your pardon, master. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. Most kind of you, my lord, to receive me into your house and allow me to see your library. We are honoured to receive such a scholar as our guest, Doctor. I trust that you will find what you are seeking. We have some fine books, though few of them are printed. A number come from Spain, where I spent my youth. It's the esoteric knowledge of the Arab world that I seek. The text of the ancient ritual of the marriage of Sol and Luna so far eluded me. That's alchemy stuff. What do you think he's doing? Oh, he's certainly woken up Maximilian. You pursue the great work, Doctor. Mm, well, alas, only as a scholar and a seeker of truth, Signore. Uh, uh, for my part, I hope to find my way to the world behind the mortal world of appearances, where, as the sage puts it, certain fugitive spirits in the shape of diverse monsters, beasts, and men move like the clouds hither and thither. He's talking about the fiends and the ghost. Maximilian's bound to suss him out. Where do you come from, Doctor? Why do you come here, here, to this little island, today of all days? Uh, Jack, be so good as to pass this to Signor Maximilian. Yes, Doctor. Oh, it's the parchment. Now I really pour it. What? Where did you get this? My lord! My lord! Uh, silence! Silence! What is it? Who's that? Guido? Yes, it's Guido. Oh. Oh. oh, look to the lady. Madam, are you all right? My son. My son. Mother. Is it really you? Yes, mother. I've come home. Oh, Guido. Guido, the son who was killed in the wars. My boy. Father. Behold my son, who was dead and is alive again. Who was lost and is found. <laughs> Doctor. Senor Maximilian? I don't know who you are or where you come from, but I tell you this. You come too late. Nobody shall stop me now. Before this night is out, I shall have at my command all the powers of hell. <laughs> Doctor Who and the Ghosts of N-Space.
episode four. We ought to have checked that we've got enough petrol before we started. And then what? I didn't see no gas station. Oh, don't stop paddling. It, it makes us go round in a circle if there's only one doing it. What's the good of kidding ourselves? It's starting to get light. Max will catch us up and that means curtains for both of us. Don't cry. Oh. I'll think of something. I, I mean, there must be something we can do. Oh, I know. In films, they always send up rockets and flares and things. I thought that... No, there's nothing here. I'm cold. Here, put my jacket round your shoulders. You're a good kid. Why did you help me? Because I'm dumb, I guess. Oh. No, we're seeing Max knocking hell out of you. Just like my dad with the kids after Mom died. In the end, he pulled a knife on little Tommy. I tried to stop him, and he went out the window. You mean, pushed him out? You tell me. He got a quart of whiskey in his gut, so maybe he... Uh... Hey! Get up! What? That box thing you're sitting on. That's where it'll be. Oh, careful. Uh... Bingo! Look, a pistol thingy and all the flares and stuff, and how to work it. You know what? You're a real smart cookie. <laughs> I say. Watch it. You'll have us over. Doctor, what are they doing? The window's too high. I can't see. Yeah, well, it's just as I hoped. He's led me straight to where he's hidden the original of that document you found. Get back. Get back. They're coming out. Fetch me a pen and some ink. Bring them to the library. Yes, Master. At once. Yeah, wait. Wait until I'm through the arch. Yeah, couldn't be better. Uh, you, you can keep watch while I go and take a look. What is that thing you're adjusting? Oh, it's my sonic screwdriver. Very useful for opening locks, amongst other things. Yeah, that should do it. Right, got it. Oh, hang on. If I do see them coming back, how do I warn you if I'm right over there by the arch? How good's your barking? There's somebody coming out through the next door. It's Guido. And he's making for the arch. Now what? Oh, if he's in the garden, the other side of the middle wall. I stay in the shadow of this arch. He shouldn't see me. And I can still keep watch on the other door. Well, young man, do you think well of your minstrel? <clears throat> it's a beautiful song. Oh, why are you so sad? I remember once, when I was not yet breached, I stole a sweetmeat, my favorite, from my mother's bedside. But when I tasted my prize, it turned to ashes on my tongue. I have dreamed these ten years and more of my return, yet now that I am here, I... How can I tell my mother and my father that I have come to steal their love with lies. You mean you're not really Guido at all? Oh, I'm their son, if ever they had a son. But not the Guido, the gallant knight who left them an age ago to fight the infidel in Spain. My company all gave their lives, you see, in the taking of Granada. But I had left them long before. You didn't fight at all? Why should I kill for a country that holds my Sicilian chains? 
My father holds his lands in fee from Aragon, yet his father's fathers were free men all. So you became a minstrel instead? Aye, and to my father, if not my mother, that must be the action of a traitor. A traitor and a coward, and who's to say he's not right? Oh, but surely... Oh, let's face it, they're over the moon to have you back. I mean, they're so pleased that they wouldn't mind if you'd been a beggar or a horse thief, anything. My father prizes his honour beyond rubies. He'd hound me from his gates like the vagabond I become. And wouldn't even that be better? Could you live a lie, or be a lie, for the rest of your life? What's your name, lad? Jack. Jack Smith from England. An honest name, a name to bear with pride. You are young still, Jack. Oh, I'm not as young as I look. Oh, go on. You tell them. It was a foolish dream. Tell them. Oh. Woof, woof. Oh, oh, yes, all clear, Doctor. Right. I found out all I need to know. Thank you very much. Now, let's get out of here. You mean I've been shacking up with a guy old enough to be my great-great-grandpa? That's sick. Hold on, I'm afraid, Miss Polatsky. Maggie to you, Alice, dear. And you're not the butler, and Nico's a spook. Now I've heard it all. Yeah. Oh, right. Could you gather round, please? I think we should have a council of war. Well, now, this place was built to withstand a siege, so the only thing we have to worry about in the first place is Vilmio's getting over the outer wall. What about this dead guy's little party tricks? Ah, oh, yes, the joker in the pack, this monk chap who can walk through walls. Well, I've got a gun. I've got a gun, too. Look. Uh, oh, load it up again. Uh, boom, boom. Jeez, what the heck is that? A blunderbuss. Uh, give it to me, please. Sure. I'll take it, thank you, Uncle. Uh, no, no. I shan't ask again. Good. Thank you. Uh, that's not fair. Life isn't fair, as you learn, as you get a... Oh. That's to say, may we please get on with the business in hand? Uh, the outer wall. Precisely. There's only one way in. So, the first thing we have to do is to close the outer door, or gate, or whatever you like to call it. Cannot. It's stuck. Stuck for two, three hundred years. So dead. Right, you better bolt the door. We mustn't be overheard. One thing to be said for the 16th century. At least they can't bug your room. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Still, there's no fireplace, no air shafts, no jakes. So it's probably safe. Jakes? Yeah, the medieval loo. A shaft overhanging the moat or a sewage pit. Oh. Now, I now know exactly what Maximilian is up to. I found the document, and it's what I feared it might be. It's a Latin translation of a Spanish version of an Arabic extract from a Greek alchemist text, taken from an Egyptian esoteric original of immense power. You missed out the Babylonians. <laughs> That's not a joke. They probably had a hand in it, too. So it's the recipe for the elixir of life, is that it? Yeah, well, in a sense. Everybody knows what the alchemist was searching for was the Philosopher's Stone, which would turn base metal into gold and produce the elixir of life. But still, that's a vulgar misunderstanding of the true quest. The adept's real goal was the direct apprehension of reality itself, the attainment of spiritual immortality, if you like. But Maximilian wants, wanted, oh, phooey, he wants to live forever on Earth, isn't that right? Right, but the two things were always linked, and the highest aim can always be corrupted. With the marriage of Sol and Luna is the alchemist's code for the combining of the earthly body and the end body. And what result do you think that would have? Immortality. One, two, three, hee! One, two, three, 
Yeah. All right, uh, take a breather. I had told you so. I had told you so. The gate is a start. We're not through yet, Uncle. OK, everyone, take your position on the rope. Right uh, Jeremy, not quite so near Maggie. Give her room to dig her heels in. But get a bit nearer to Roberto. Yeah, that's a ticket. Now, when I've got the weight, take the strain and one, two, three, heave! One, two, three, heave! Well, that's what the elixir of life is all about, you see. That's the secret the Maxis document contains, and that's what he's going to try to achieve at midnight tonight. But we know already that he succeeds in becoming immortal. That's why we're here. Ah, yeah, but that's not all. Look, why do you think he's going to do it just before midnight local time? Because that is the moment when there is no today, only yesterday and tomorrow, when he can break through into end space in his immortal body and gain control of the evil power of the end forms. Look, tonight is the night that the ancient astrology of the Egyptians tells Maximilian that he can become master of the world. Hey! All right, take another break. Oh. oh, look, everyone, there's a dog coming from behind the key. Here, boy. I didn't know they'd got a dog. It's got six legs. No, eight. It's a... Oh, look out, it's a bean. Oh! I've been hit. Got it. Who don't think I understand? You want a lousy good shooter. Jeremy, you okay? It got me in the shoulder. Uh, let's have a look. Yeah, more like a near miss. Eh? But you're sure to bits. You live. Well, thank you very much. I'll have you. Well, look at there, General. The uh, gates are hanging loose. Yes, so it is. One of the creatures, bolts of energy, must have hit it. Well, I must say, well done, that fiend. Yeah. Yeah, let's get on with it, shall we? Yes, Doctor. But what are we going to do about it? Do? Hmm, possibly nothing. What? But we've got to stop him. Well, haven't we? Oh, my dear Sarah Jane, you're looking at a man, for want of a better word, who is a convicted criminal. I mean, I've been judged guilty by my peers of the unutterable sin of intervention in the affairs of the people of this universe. One of the worst crimes a time traveller can commit. Or so I've always been told. Changing the course of history, you mean? Yeah, well, that's an expression with no meaning. I admit, as a quick way of making a point, I've sometimes fallen victim to its seductive charm, but, uh, well, the trouble is... You can rarely predict the consequences of your actions. In trying to avert a disaster, you may be the unwitting cause of a far greater one. So the laws of the Time Lords forbid unauthorized interference. But I've seen you doing it several times. Yes, well, I must admit, when faced with a choice, you won't tell them, will you? <laughs> oh, Doctor. Time travel isn't as simple as it looks. Yes? Who is it? Doctor, my Lord requests your presence in the Great Hall. At once, if you please. Thank you. Would you be so good? Oh, with pleasure, Sir Knight. But I assure you, a guard with a drawn sword is quite unnecessary. You too, boy. Come along, Jack. Let's find out what the good Brony wants us for. Oh, my God, they all look grim. May I ask... Why I've been brought here in this unseemly fashion? That's my boy. Get in first. Nay, Doctor, it is for me to ask why you have come to my house to peddle your iniquity. Look, I assure you that Be my... silent! You come to the realm of their most Catholic majesties to attempt to suborn and seduce to your satanic craft. 
one of the most faithful sons of our Holy Mother Church. Your foolishness is as vast as your wickedness, it would seem. Look, whatever you've been told, my lord... Did I, I not see with my own eyes how you sullied the hospitality of my house by passing a secret message to my kinsman under my very nose? Oh, he's got that wretched piece of parchment. Of what do you accuse me, Master Vilnius? As you well know, Doctor, the base words written there are but a fraction of a spell to raise the spirits of the dead. Necromancy is the work of the devil. It is. And those who practice it, the devil's servants. No, you've got it all wrong. It's not the doctor. Silence, villains. Oh. May I speak, my lord? Why should I listen to yet more of your lies? It is within my power to have you hanged this very hour. However, to show the people the mercy of their lords, enjoined on them by the word of God himself, I shall grant the lenity your foreign deviltry ill deserves. Tomorrow you will be taken to Palermo, there to await the question of the Holy Inquisition. You are most kind. Take him away. Cast him into the deepest dungeon, where he cannot practice his evil art, and take his catamite with him. Farewell, Doctor. He's smiling. Maximilian's smiling. Oh, wait, I'm coming. Inside. Yes, well, your, your eyes will soon get used to it. Oh, the stink, it's almost as... Oh. What is it? Oh, uh. cobweb in my face. Oh, yeah. There's nowhere to sit. The floor's all wet. Yeah, I, I think there's a pile of straw in the corner there. Oh, yuck. That's wet too. Oh, I'm sorry. Huh. My strategy was a mistake. It was aimed at flushing him out, making him reveal himself, and it... It succeeded in producing exactly the opposite effect. Seems our discussion about the rights and wrongs of intervention was a trifle academic. We're effectively barred from any action whatsoever. Hmm. Well, thank you for not saying I told you so. Only because I didn't. You didn't give me a chance. It was the daftest idea. Oh, yes, and another thing. Oh, what? Does catamite mean what I think it does? I'm afraid so. Hmm. Thought it might. suppose there's a good reason why you're not using your fancy screwdriver contraption to open the door. There is. It only works on locks. This door's barred and bolted. Oh. Oh, so what do we do now? Well, there's nothing we can do but wait. Oh, where have I heard that before? Right, all together, push! <laughs> Right, now for the bar. A bit higher. A couple of inches. Come on! Excellent. Oh, that's phase one. We've got the gate closed and barred. So the next step is the defence of the walls themselves. Now, I know what I'd do. I wouldn't bother with goats and such. I'll bring in a chopper. Let's just hope he doesn't think of it. It may look a bunch of lemons if he were to use ladders after all. We could push him over, kaplunk. Hmm, that's what's in my mind. Sideways. As the attacker reaches the top, A, it'll be top-heavy, and B, they won't be able to cover them from the ground in case they hit their own man. Now, the perimeter is diamond-shaped, with a gatehouse and the two towers of the south, east and west corners. 
This means that we must have somebody ready to defend each of the four walls. Right, Umberto and Maggie to the east, and Roberto and Mario to the west, right? Yeah. What about the tower on the north corner? Whatever was, it's collapsed into the sea with a wall, and the cliff's getting on for 500 feet high. Nobody's going to start climbing up there. What about me? What do I do? Oh, you'll be with me on the top of the gate tower. Lookout, runner, that sort of thing. Dog's body. In a word. <laughs> now, the main drawback to the plan, as far as I can see, is this. While I'm at the top of the tower where I can see what's going on and keep the main body of them at bay, this monk chappy can be floating through the walls anywhere at all to open the gate for them. The max is one. Exactly. I really need to be down there in the middle of the bailey, the open yard, to pop the fellow off wherever he turns up. But I can't be in two places at once. Give me the stun gun thingy then and I'll do it. You? Oh, have you no, sir, that I'm a jolly good shot. Ah. Been shooting with your Uncle Teddy, I suppose. No, I was talking about fairground stuff. Last time I went, I won a plaster Venus to whatnot, a silver jug, though I'd like to bet it wasn't real silver, and a pink teddy bear. Yeah. Anyone else handy with a gun? See? Uh, no, not you, Uncle. Anyone? A pink teddy bear, you say? Yes, sir. You better make up your mind, Alistair, honey. Max doesn't hang about. Oh, very well. Well, you better come with me and I'll show you the best place to stand. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. You won't regret it. You see, I'm not really a wally and a wimp and a uh, whatever. I'm really a sort of James Bond. It's like being blind. Yes, well, they wouldn't waste a light on the likes of us. <clears throat> um, sorry I was so ratty when they first threw us in here. Oh, you had every right to be. Apart from anything else, I'm so hungry. I didn't get any lunch when you did. That was... Hours and hours ago. Hmm. Yes, it's just coming up to 11 o'clock. Listen. Only an hour to go. Yeah. It's remarkable how accurate they keep that clock. They must check it every day against a sundial. How do you know it's accurate? Did you bring a watch with you after all? If you want to know the time, ask a time lord. How can you make such a terrible joke at a time like this? Madam, it is with a breaking heart that your penitent son inscribes these words. How can I add another lifetime of sorrow to the years of grief you have already endured? And yet to stay would be to live a lie, nay, to be a lie, like the rogue at a goose fair who plays the part the better to cousin you of your purse. How would such a grievous sin redeem the cruelty of these many years? I have to say farewell once more and beg the blessing and forgiveness that I so ill-deserve. Your loving son, Guido. I have no choice. I must tell my father the truth and then leave the castle. Forever. But first, I have a debt to pay. Food. Oh, food. Mark you, if the alchemical instructions in that document are correct, he won't have long. No? The crack in the barrier, which will allow him to break through into end space, will start to open shortly before midnight. And seconds into tomorrow, it'll close again. Now, that is perfectly clear. However, I must say that I'm still puzzled by the reference to the dragon. Under the wing of the dragon? Yes, I remember that. The dragon in medieval alchemy is often confused with the dragon of Christian mythology and the dragon slain by St. George. But this, this is an Egyptian text. I think it must refer to Ouroboros. That's his Greek name, of course. And who's Ouroboros when he's at home? 
Another symbol of the unification of opposites, like the marriage of Sol and Luna. Ouroboros is a winged snake, crowned like a king, forever eating his own tail. Well, lucky old Ouroboros. There's someone coming. Quick, behind the door. Where? I can't see. Here, take oh. my hand. Shh, shh. Jack? Doctor? Are you there? This is my room. You will be safe here until dawn. If you change your appearance, not to appear so well-born, you understand, then you should be able to leave as soon as the main gate is opened. There is always such a coming and a going that another couple of bodies will be neither here nor there. I thank you, sir. Yes, thank you, Guido. Nay, lad, it is I who should thank you. Perchance we shall meet again one day. I go by the name of Guido Il Menestrello. If not, fare thee well. Now listen, I must go at once to the Maximilian workshop. I have to find out exactly what happens tonight or I shall be completely at a loss when we get back. Now the best thing that you can do... We've got a chance of stopping him now. The best thing that you can do is to change gender again. Guido was right. Find a frock somewhere. A frock? I'm coming with you. You certainly are not. It's far too dangerous. The doctor... Now be a good girl. Do as you're told. I'll meet you here after midnight. Patronising old beggar, frock. It's the glow of the furnace in the window. Ah, as I suspected, he's mixing the potion again. The elixir of life. But, but the disparate from the retort isn't a dirty yellow. It's gold. And it seems to be glowing with its own light. Well, it looks as if he'd got it right this time. Hmm. He keeps glancing at his hourglass. The sound will soon run out. If he succeeds in his plan, the power he'll gain from the evil of N-Space will be overwhelming. Of course. Why didn't I think of it before? If Maximilian is relying on the clock striking midnight to give him the right moment, all I've got to do is stop the clock. Yes. It must be this way. I shall hear no more. It's Guido and his father, and the door's open. If I can sort of sidle by on the other side... Be silent. You tell me that we should own the land in freedom. Poor Guido. I wonder what did happen, what does happen. I mean, oh, free! This isn't a play, for Pete's sake. And I've got to stop the clock. Where's that tower? Now, the tincture of life, Nicodemus, bring it to me. Yes, Master. <sighs> Does it not shine as the kingly Sol himself? And shall it not crown me with its golden light, the emperor of the world? Now, now a scruple only, and it is done. Nicodemus, the time has come at last. I raise the cup to thee, O master of the darkness and the light. Hearken to me, Lucifer, as I cry to thee, Eba, Eba, Kepesh, Kelv! See, see, the arc of light upon the wall. Behold the door to my domain, the golden pathway to my kingdom. Lucifer, I drink to thee! Oh, no, you don't! You! I should have had you hanged! Nicodemus, seize him! 
It is useless to struggle, Doctor. Power in those arms is no earthly power. You seek to stop me, but you're too late. The ritual is complete. The incorruptible tincture is distilled. Time enough remains to compound the elixir once again before the clock doth strike the hour, Doctor. You have failed! the same as Uncle Hubert's old grandfather clock, only bigger. So, all I have to do is stop the pendulum. It's nearly midnight. Now where? There's the weight chains going through the floor. Oh no, no, there's no pendulum. There's a hammer ready to strike the bell. Perhaps if I, I shove a pad of cloth in between. Oh no, 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 not even my doublet would be thick enough. It's too enormous. That thing... Two cannonballs whirring backwards and forwards. Oh, no. It's the only way. Now, got it. Oh, oh, oh no, it's too heavy. Oh, and it's going to strike. of Mandragora. Thus, thus, now. Four drops only. There. And now, the tincture of the living gold. As long as I'm alive, I'll... See how it gleams. And thus, and thus. It is done. And before... Thou diest, thou doctor, shall be the witness of my triumph. Behold, the potion of immortal power. Master, the hourglass, the sand has run out. What? The clock, why did it not strike? Midnight has come, and you have lost. No, Lucifer, I drink to thee. <laughs> <laughs> No master now, Brother Friar. The barrier closed as he was passing through it. His body is trapped in the wall. Doctor Who and the Ghosts of N-Space. Episode 5. And the monk floated through the wall. 
All that was left of Maximilian was his arm sticking out of the stones. It was twitching slightly, but not for long. Oh, oh, horrible. So if you hadn't stopped him the first time he tried to drink the potion... Yeah, and if you hadn't hung on to the bell hammer to stop it falling... We shouldn't have changed the course of history. Oh, sorry. I promise not to grass on you to the Time Lords. Yeah, as well as my partner in crime. <laughs> All the same... Things will surely be a bit different when we get back. I mean, if Max is trapped in the wall, all the Briggs' troubles will be over. In fact, they'll never have existed. <laughs> yes, well, I think a little guarded celebration might be in order, yes? <laughs> Shall I see if I can find a bottle of bubbly? Oh, I I'd rather have some breakfast. Oh, of course. How thoughtless of me. How about a fried egg sandwich or two? I've got mm. an odd dozen somewhere, I seem to remember. If you've no ambrosia on toast, they'd be the next best thing, I suppose. Oh, fried eggs, bliss. Yes, here they are. <laughs> you know something, Doctor? I believe you're mentioned in that book of Anne Ratcliffe's. Oh, what book? The one Jeremy found in the library, The Mystery of the Costello. Huh? Louisa said there was a magician, and that could have been you, once you'd given up the Father Christmas at Selfridge's bit. Anyway, this good guy turned up in a pumpkin or a flash of lightning or, or something at the stroke of midnight. And... Go on and walled the evil monk up alive. Why didn't you tell me this before? It never crossed my mind. Hmm. I see. Well, well, it's only a story. Yeah, only a story, yes. But you told me yourself that it appeared to be based on the legend of the Castello at San Stefano. And what are legends based on? If I was in the legend all the time, that it appears we haven't changed the course of history after all. To use your vulgar phrase. We were already a part of it. And that means we've done nothing to prevent the catastrophe. Nothing to stop Maximilian taking over the world. When we do get back, things won't have changed at all. We've got to find as big a mess as ever. Mm, wretched fellow's parked his boat out of sight. Alistair! He's coming up the hill. I saw them through a gap in the trees, Max and that sucker Nico and a couple of other guys. Well, thank you, Miss Polatsky. I've been expecting it. The phone line's been cut. What's with this mist stuff, Alistair? My name's Maggie. Yes, well, I... See, Here I... they come. Look, round the corner by the orange grove. Yes, I see them. Jeremy! Stand by with the stun gun. Anything could happen in the next few minutes. Stand by, everybody! There's a whole bunch more of them in the woods. What do you know? The little monk's gone scooting off into the trees. So, the doctor was right. It looks as if he's intending to outflank us. Come again? Going round to the side, like that. Watch out to the east! To the east? Which is the east? To your left, man! To your left! He shot right up into the air! He's not coming through the wall! He's coming over it! Ten o'clock high, Jeremy! What? I don't know what you're talking about! Look! Jeremy. Up in the sky! Oh, now! Hold your fire until you've got him in your sights! Now! Good shot, Jeremy! Oh, yeah, pretty damn good! Yes, it was rather, wasn't it? Look out! He's coming in again! Gotcha! 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 He's blown him right up into the sky! Well done, that man! Well, I did tell you, didn't I? But won't they... Won't they wonder what... Oh, where we've been all this time? Three... From the readings I'm getting, it looks as if we'll arrive back less than an hour after we left. 
Louisa probably won't even have missed you. But why are we going back there at all? You said we've got to help the brig. Look, if we went back to the 20th century now, we'd be in a worse position than we were when we started. Look, Max escaped from the wall, that's quite clear. And it must have happened in Louisa's time. Somebody or something caused that wall to collapse and it... Oh, the buried treasure? What? Louisa and her boyfriend were going to break into the wall to look for a chest of gold. It was in the Ratcliffe book, and she seemed to think... Yeah, did this just slip your mind, too? Of course not. She made me promise not to tell anybody. Well, really? The fate of the world at stake, and because of a foolish schoolgirl code of honour... Yes, you... I'm sorry. Oh, damn, damn, damn! You're not very good at doing your hair, are you? Look, unless I get it sorted, the whole plan will go for a burden. With my hair up, I look like a startled hedgehog. You think she won't suss out that we have been up to something? Mm, yeah, yeah, but hang on a minute. I mean, why should I go for a walk in the woods and cut off all my curls? Look, I know I must look like an irresponsible twit, but I, I really... Yeah, well, let's just hope there's no harm done. Ah, here it is. Well, at least we know what we're aiming at this time. I'll have another go at Senior Vicomte just to make sure we're on the right track. But the ball is really in your court, Sarah. Here, have a look in there. Sarah? Her hair? Well, it looks like a theatrical wig box. Spot on. Now, what you have to do is to find out when she's intending to take this foolhardy action and persuade her not to. Yes, and maybe prevent her becoming the white lady. Yeah, maybe. Good Lord. Fringes, plaits, fours, and... Aha, yes, a bunch of curls. Thanks very much. Right colour? Mm, near enough. Yes, she'll never guess. Sarah who? Bernhardt? No. Siddons. Does it matter? What's happening your side, Jeremy? They're putting up ladders this side too. One for each wall. Roberto and the Baroni are standing by. Oh, Lord! Keep your head down. I'll see if I can pick off the gunman on this side with a stun gun. Ones I can see, that is. Two birds with one stone. Sayonara, Out of the way, Jeremy. Ah, see them all. Side two to each wall. Back there. A lot. There go the ladders. Hold the fort here, Jeremy. What? Keep a good lookout. I'm going to deal with two firing on Umberto's wall. Grazie, signorina, but I can manage. Get down, both of you. Good show, everybody. What were you hitting him with? Hey, God, good grief, a rolling pin. Hey, Alistair, look in the trees. Bilbio. Sure is, now's your chance, get him. With pleasure. Bring it here behind you. Come over the cliff! Stand back, everyone! Too late! He's into the gatehouse. The ladders were just a diversion! He's unbarring the gate! Will you look at that? Mamma mia! Grief must be 30 foot high! It's a freaking horse! A horse on fire! A horse with teeth like that? Get down! You don't watch. Such a little bastard, right? Did you see that? Tossed him up in the air and swallowed him down like an oyster. Maggie, get out of it. You're in my line of fire. Come here, lover. For God's sake, it'll eat you too. There's my boy. There's my beautiful boy. Don't touch it. Oh. 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 
Signore, it's burning her up! No, the flames are flowing into her body. The creature itself is turning into fire. It's gone. It's entered her body. Maggie's been possessed by the fiend. But I can utterly comprehend how you and your uncle came to be lost in the woods. They are so pretty at this time of the year. Though I find they make me fearful in the dark. You were lucky to have the moon to light your way. Yes, yes we were. Now tell me, Sarah dearest, which of these two caps do you think the more becoming? The lace with the pink ribbon? Or should I be as plain as a Quaker in the linen? <laughs> I'm sure your beau won't even notice what you're wearing. To be sure, I have no notion of what you mean. Oh, Sarah Jane, if you but knew the things he says to me. And when he sings, my heart is singing too. If Pauli refuses to grant us his consent, I shall surely die of grief. Oh, but he's bound to like Giuseppe when he knows that he's found the treasure, and then he'll make him his heir and all. Isn't that the plan? Mm. Um, when is Giuseppe going to try to find it, then? Oh, pretty soon, I dare oh. say. Oh, what of his muslin? Does the shape make me look like a dairy maid? I'm not doing too well so far. Still, the doctor did say to play it cool. The best thing I can do is wait until she makes another little trip to the garden to meet her boyfriend and listen in on their plans. La! It is so hot! I do believe I shall go outside to discover if the air is fresher in the garden. Bingo! I'll come too! No! No, 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 no! Oh. You must go to bed! It's gone eleven, and you must be near to exhaustion. <laughs> Good night, then, dearest Sarah Jane. Sleep well. Oh, sure, thanks. Uh, see you later. Now, oh. hang on. Oh, she's locked it. And there's only one reason why she should. It's tonight. It's all going to happen. Another glass of masala, Doctor. Oh, thank you. Uh, you must forgive my obsession with my chosen subject, Signore. Nothing to forgive, my good sir. I'm the same when talking of my... Yes, own... I'd be right in thinking, would I not, that there is nothing heard of a white lady, a, a ghost, uh, haunting the environs of the Castello. Quite right. Or a dragon? My dear doctor, I think it's well established that dragons died out of this part of the world thousands of years ago, long before this castle was built. For my part, I think it no loss... I am no dragon fancier, sir, nor no lover of ghosts. Another glass? No, thank you. No, no. For my part, I declare a devotion to La Santa Stella. Oh, I, I don't think I've ever heard of a Saint Stella. The stars, Doctor, the stars. Those mysterious orbs which in their flight proclaim how dwarfish is this lowly creature peering up at them from the mud. <laughs> You're a connoisseur of wonders, I collect. If the weather holds, I shall show you a wonder this very night. A wonder not beheld by man for century and a half and more. If the weather holds. I see, sir. Do you think I could go make us all a cup of tea or something? You wouldn't be any safer inside. Those things can get anywhere. You saw what happened to Maggie. I can't see her. What's she doing? She's crouching in the battlements. Tried to spot Bilbio, I think. Hey, look. 
He's running away with one of his bodyguards. And there's Maggie. Come back, you lily-livered skunk. Listen to her. It's a chopper that's torn it. It's going to land in the goat field, the other side of the orange trees. You asked for it, Maxie. It's like a blasted flamethrower. That orange tree's had it. She missed Max, though. He's into the orange grove. If his bodyguard had any sense, he... Playing games, Emilio. Vaporized. Well, thank the Lord she's on our side. Max is into the helicopter. Here it comes. Stand by. Our best hope is to pick him off with a stun gun after it's landed. Look, Maggie's pointing at it. So long, Daddy O. Well, that settled him. <laughs> Nobody could survive a crash like that. He's still alive! Good grief! Well, well. You packed quite a punch for a dumb Polak hooker. Goodbye, sweetheart. He's just soaking it up. What is he doing now? In the name of Astaroth, in the name of Beelzebub, in the name and might of Lucifer, I command thee to come to me. No. Transferring itself to Max. Once he's taken it over, look, stand clear, Jeremy. No effect, whatever. Just what I was afraid of. Help me. So long, Maggie. Been nice knowing you. For sure. I can't do anything while I'm stuck in here. Did she leave the key in the lock? If she did... No, she's too clever by half, that one. I'd have to climb out of the window. Oh, second story. A sheer drop, too. Things I let myself in for. Well, stop whinging, Sarah Jane, and get knotting. Oh, to be sure, the little room above the clock chamber is by no means an ideal observatory, but uh, with the balcony running round it, here we are. Oh, my word, a most impressive collection. The orrery belonged to my father, but the planetarium was constructed to my own design in Padua. And of course, my pride, my joy, the companion of my solitude. Your telescope. It is by Dolland of London. I would venture to claim that it has the only six-inch speculum to be found south of Rome. Yeah, magnificent. <laughs> Thank you. But that was not why I have brought you here. At grave risk of an apoplectic seizure to the both of us. <laughs> Pray, step outside. We're lucky, Doctor. Look between the clouds. I see it! No man has beheld this sight for 157 years. When Clancy's prediction to the Royal Society in 1661 proved accurate... Clancy's comet! 
Is it not a wonder in nature, sir? Did I not promise you that? 1661. Of course. Of course, fool, fool. Your pardon, sir? Ouroboros. I fear I do not comprehend you. Ouroboros! Where are you going? Doctor! Sarah? Sarah, is that you? Right, Sarah. Sarah, lift your feet and put them against the wall. Yes, of course you can. Now have a go. Well done. Well done. Now walk down. Walk down a step at a time and a hand at a time. Inch by inch. That's the way. That's the way. Gently. Gently. And now pull the sheets into the window. And in you come. Yeah? Gotcha. Oh, oh doctor. I, I climbed out of Louise's room above and the bed slipped. Yes, that's well, you're all right now. Oh. Oh, Doctor, it's nearly midnight and... I know, I know. Ouroboros. Now, come on. Oh, no! He's at the wall! Giuseppe, stop! Giuseppe, no! No! <laughs> Come on, Sarah. Come on, I'm going back to the TARDIS. But, Doctor, you can't just let him go. There's nothing we can do here. We must get back. Brigadier's going to need us more than ever. Come on. Oh, put me down. Oh, put me down, I say. Me excuse me, Sr. Vaconi. Hold on, Roberto. Right, shut it, Umberto, and bolt it. Si, Signore. Any luck, an ironclad door may hold. Right, up to the hall, everybody. We can see what he's up to through the window. The gate's gone up in flames. Only to be expected. There's more power in one of those bolts of energy than a whole tank full of napalm. Couldn't we, uh, negotiate or parley or something? Well, here's the coming through, boss. Let me see. Oh, yeah, so he is. I'm coming this way. Right, get down, everybody. There's Mario. Doing a sort of dance. Good grief, he's got his blunderbuss. Uncle, come back. Can I catch me, brother Bumbling Bee? He shot him in the face. Uh-huh. You see, I got the de basket in the gobsmack. His face is just a mess of bloody gashes. And look, you blinded him, uh, by see, God. That will alarm him to tingle with a Verconti. How can you calmly stand there, fiddling with the controls after what's happened? And yet, nothing has happened, really. That's the trouble. 
I won't start thinking about that dear little girl. <clears throat> There's one thing I don't understand, Doctor. Hmm? Yeah, what's that? Why did Maximilian lose his arm? If he's immortal, then any part of his body must be too. His arm? Yeah, well, you're right in a way. The cells themselves do become immortal, infinitely self-healing. So whatever damage is done to the body by physical trauma or by pathogens will be repaired. But we're not talking about magic. If any part is lost entirely, it can't be regrown like a lizard's tail, you know. Talking of lizards, what was all that about Ouroboros? He was the dragon, wasn't he? What? Well, you said Ouroboros just before we both took off like scalded pussycats. <laughs> She isn't dead, you know. What made Louisa special can never die. I saw her die, and so did you. We both saw her body die. But Louisa's moved into end space, that's all. But don't you see, Doctor? I knew what was going to happen. I could have stopped it. She's a ghost, a lost soul, and, and I could have saved her. And, it, and it's all my fault. I'm sorry. Let me go to Hanky. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. It was just the thought of her going on and on. I was once travelling through the mountains on Gallifrey with my old teacher, and we'd been going for days, and it had been pretty hairy at times, what with blizzards and scorching sun and plung bowls and all. Plung bowls? Yeah, of course, you don't have them here, do you? Mm. Uh, little furry creatures about the size of your thumbnail. They live up in the snow, and if they sense any warmth, they just attach themselves to it. Mountaineers have been found literally smothered by thousands of them. Anyway... How do you get rid of them? Oh, anti-plungbowl spray, of course. Oh. If you remember to use it, they can't attach themselves. They just fall off, squeaking a bit. Oh, I think that's sad. Anyway, in uh, one of these high valleys, we came to a river that had burst its banks. You could, you could just see the other shore if you looked really hard. Well, my teacher took one look, dropped his bag, pulled off his robes and plunged in to swim across. <clears throat> And then he realised I wasn't following. I was just standing there with my backpack and my climbing arms and my ice pick and sleeping bag and food sack, the lot. Just leave it all, he said. Yeah, but what about the other side, I asked. And he just said, trust me. So I stripped to the buff and followed him. It was great. <laughs> like having a cold beer after a game of scratching. What? Uh, oh, never mind. Or like coming home after you've been away for months and months. <laughs> what, what are you laughing at? Oh, the old rogue knew all the time. He lived just the other side, you see. Oh. We landed in his front garden. <laughs> Louisa won't be a ghost forever, Sarah. She moved at all? No. He's a blinder man and buffer now. All by himself, in at the moonlight. Ah, he's over his game. Uh, I'm not so sure. But he's been sitting in the rain with his face in his hands for hours. I'm bored out of my skull. Well, your watch is almost over, so don't let up now. Give me a shot if he shows any signs of life. I say, any chance of a bite is yonk since we had those signs. Well, not long now. Umberto disappeared to the kitchen some time ago. Hey, he moved his head. Still everyone. Are you sure? There. He did it again. He's getting up. I get a gun. Wait. Oh. He's coming this way. No. He stopped. He's looking up at us. Well, well, well. He's completely unmarked. Not a trace of a wound. Oh. Yet he took the charge full in the face. And he's obviously not blind. He's going home. No, I don't think so. He 
He's going round to the back. I say. Are the other doors locked? I checked them myself. On the other hand, they're made of wood. Come on, Uncle, bring your gun. You right, Uncle? Papa Shilly, oh, Papa. Okay, soon. Where's Jeremy? I'm here. Oh, do try to keep up. There he is, on the clifftop. He must have climbed over the ruined part of the wall like you did. What's he do? He do exercise? Seems to be chanting something. Look, there's a sort of glow sort of thing coming, like when the doctor showed us end space. This is just what I was afraid of. The doctor warned me he might try it. But what's he doing? I don't understand. We've got to try and stop him, and we haven't got much time. Now listen carefully. Apparently, midnight is HR as far as Operation Max Vilmio is concerned. Yes, I nearly midnight. Exactly. If he times it right, he'll be through into end space, and all hell will be let loose. And don't think I'm joking. Our only hope is to use the blunderbuss again as a delaying tactic. Ah. If I can get close enough to have a chance of at least blinding him once more, and perhaps doing him a real mischief... It's a my god. Uh, no, Uncle. I shall need you both to distract his attention from my approach. Now, listen carefully. So far, so good. Yes, there's Jeremy getting into position. 13 seconds to go. Only just in time. That crack of light is bigger even than when the doctor showed us. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. No, Mr. Vilmio, this way. You don't give up easily. I'll give you that. Well, we seem to have arrived just in time. No, Doctor. You are just too late. Why don't you pull the trigger, Mr. Lethbridge Stewart? I'm no murderer. <laughs> Spoken like a true Brit. Farewell, Doctor. For a while, I thought I'd met an opponent worthy to challenge a king. Maximilian Vilmius, this is not the end. Doctor Who and the Ghosts of N-Space. Episode 6. It's a curious thing. A dish is similar to this. Crop up all over the galaxy. Well, on the whole, I think spaghetti's the best. I don't understand you, Doctor. Mm -hmm. Everything's gone wrong. Max Vilmio has succeeded in getting into N-Space. 
There's a good chance of a major catastrophe hitting the planet at any moment, and yet you seem more cheerful than at any time since this whole thing started. Oh, well, you see, before, I hadn't a notion of what to do about the flaw and the barrier. Now I have. I know the missing term in the equation. You do? Clancy's Comet. In 1661, Theodore Clancy was going through the records, and he realised that this comet had been showing up every 157 years since there'd been any sort of records at all, and yet nobody had realised it was the same one. And I missed it, even with all the clues. Under the wing of the dragon, the flight of the dragon, and so on. Ouroboros! Yep, exactly. What better symbol for a comet could you have than a dragon who's perpetually swallowing its own tail? Are you suggesting that the presence of this comet in, um, 1504 and... 1818, and of course this year, was somehow mixed up in all this hoo-ha with Vilmio. <laughs> no doubt about it. The astrological pointers were there all the time. Now, not, not quite out. Now, I put a few sticks on. Oh, Louisa, Louisa. Over 150 years, it doesn't bear thinking about. If only I could do something. Oh, Hello. Hi. Couldn't you sleep either? No. I came down to get a book. Do you think the doc would take me in the TARDIS tomorrow? Oh, Jeremy, I'm sorry I called you all those names. But you see, we're not going in, in the TARDIS. We're going into end space again. What? Amongst all the fiends? Well, I suppose so. He says there's no point in mending the crack in the barrier yet because it wouldn't trap Maximilian inside. Now he's in there in his immortal body, he can break through whenever he wants to. No, what we've got to do is uncouple the merged bodies before he has a go. Oh. I see. Ah, there you are, Brigadier. You found her. She was listening to young Roberto singing. Sorry, Doctor. I didn't notice the time. He's not half bad, you know. Right. Come on, lie down, Sarah. Headpiece on. He keeps reminding me of somebody. Uh, Elvis? Oh. Don't be daft, Jeremy. He doesn't look a bit like Elvis. Oh, by the way, the the, uh, the barrier had its worst shake-up yet last night, so don't be surprised if we get a sudden increase in phenomena. You mean fiends? N-forms, yes, fiends. Oh, thanks for the tip. And what do you propose we do about it? Oh, I'm sure you'll think of something. Uh, didn't the stun gun turn out to be any use, Brigadier? Well, I only tried it on one of the fiends, but yes, it made him think twice. In my opinion, it's a very effective weapon. Just what a sharpshooter needs. Yeah, but if you want more power, adjust it to the fine beam. I left it on the cone pattern. The sprayed. Make certain it couldn't miss, no matter who used it. Oh, I say. That's crumbling away, just like last time. Off we go. Where to? Well, if I'm not very much mistaken... We're going to visit a king. You mean Maximilian? <laughs> You've got to remember, he's fundamentally from the Middle Ages, is our Max. He's steeped in the attitudes of the period. There was no accident that he ended up in the world of the Mafia. After all, what is a Mafia godfather but the king of his family? Hmm? It's getting awfully hot. Hey, it looks as if there's a fire over there, something colossal. It's lighting up the mountains. Remember what I said, Sarah? Huh? In end space, it's all a matter of belief. Now, where do you think Maximilian believes he's come to? Hell, I suppose. Of course. And that's where we're going.
found something. Well, it ain't nothing but an old garden barrow. It'll do very well. Hi there. Senior Picanti said you were looking for me. What's up? Well, thought you might like to help us collect up the guns from outside. We don't want Vilmure's people waking up and starting a private war. Go on. Let's get on with it. I didn't bargain for hell. Oh, the heat. It's like a furnace. Yeah, there. Ready? As ready as I'll ever be. It's like, like a painting by that... Hieronymus Bosch. He must have been to M-Space. Yes, I think he must. I shouldn't be surprised if Maximilian knew him before... Oh, are you all right? I think so. But where's Maximilian? Sarah, look and look again. Turn your mind sideways. Oh, I can see him now. Sitting on a jeweled throne. He must be 30 feet. Of course. That golden armor, the, the crown, he looks magnificent. The emperor of hell. He surrounded himself by monks. No, no, they're not. They sort of back things with their wings wrapped round them. End forms. Get used to having a bodyguard in the mafia. More like pterodactyls with those teeth. Well, that's it then. He's beaten us. Surely I I wouldn't be so stupid. What are you looking for? My sonic screwdriver, I'm sure. Ah, oh, God. Uh, what did you say? I said he's beaten us. There's nothing to be done. Staff. One might even go so fast to say gammon. Well, what can you do? Do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Sarah Jane Smith. I'm going to challenge him to a duel. Hey, man, this baby ain't gonna wake up this side of Judgment Day. Oh, the fellow Maggie pushed over. Yeah, I reckon his neck's broke. I reckon it's it. Uh, that is, um, I think you're right. Uh, this here's his gun. Added to the pile. Two more. Right, just the two on the west flank, then, and then we've got the lot. I've had it with M space. Things don't sit the same from one minute to the next. Have all the people gone? I didn't see them vanish. You dare to enter the realm of Maximilian, little man. You are either very brave or very foolish. I've come to call your bluff, Vilmir. This game is over. You are no king. Not a king? Shall I not hereafter be king of the very world? Am I not even now the king of the underworld? Where is Lucifer? Where is Beelzebub? Yes, if this is hell, where's the devil? No, no, that's his belief, not mine. There's no such thing as the devil. <laughs> Did they not flee at my approach? As you should flee, ere you reap the reward your impertinence and your arrogance deserve. My impertinence? My arrogance? You call yourself a king? You've proved over and over again that you're unworthy to be a man, let alone a king. What? Those you've killed, those you've tortured, those whose lives you've corrupted, they all add their voices to mine, crying out in accusation. I say again, you are no king. You're less than the dirt beneath their feet. You dare to speak thus to your lord. You have made your choice. Die then, doctor. <laughs> 
Oh, look at that sword. It must be 15 feet long. And all the doctor's got is his sonic sword. Oh, no, no. Oh, oh, he's got a sword as well. So shall it. My back, Doctor! Oh, he's fallen! No, no, he's rolled out of the way of... Calm down, Paltrude! If he slips on the rocks, he's headed! Now, Vilmio! Now! I have the measure of you! Do you think you can take me? Come! I'm ready! The Doctor's wounded! He's falling! There's for you! animal. If it's made up its mind, it'll never let us pass. I know, goats. Well, I'm not going back without those last two guns, so perhaps you can have a word with your friend here and... Hey, man! Wait! Heavens! Get down, both of you! Into cover! It's sort of bouncing! Oh, the billy goat doesn't like it! Keep your voice down! There's another one! Floating over the wall and giant... And the blood of being falling to the grave! It's a mass breakup! By God, there's half a dozen of the things! Yeah, and they ain't stopped it coming yet. I say, why don't we try the stun gun thingy on them? The doctor did say it would stop them. Only temporarily. There's no point in calling attention to ourselves. Oh, look! The centipede one has found one of the unconscious men! It's going to eat him! No, it's not eating him. I'm afraid it's as the doctor said it might be. It's merging with him. He's being possessed as Maggie was. And he's waking up! Oh, I say! He's vaporized the goat! Oh, it smells like Sunday dinner at school. Don't be disgusting. That's quite simple. I went into a deep meditation, that's all. So there was no self there for the end forms to attack. To accept Maximilian. And he'd ordered them to kill. Yeah, they'd have eaten his body if I hadn't driven them off. So, is he dead? Yes. And no. You can't kill an end body. But he's no longer immortal in his earthly body because the two have been severed. And you did it with that screwdriver thing. How did it become a sword? Well, he felt its force as a weapon, and so in the frame of reference he'd established, it became a sword. Like his? Yeah, like his. But his sword was real. He cut your leg with it. I saw the blood. It was a real wound. Yeah, which healed up as soon as he died. In end space, it's all a matter of belief. Yes, exactly. His mind was set in such a rigid system of belief that I had to challenge him on his own ground, so to speak. I see. Well, I think... He's as badly stuck as any of your ghosts. 
as badly stuck as Louisa. It's only when you understand that you're free to see things as they really are. Badly stuck as Louisa. Yes. These two with the guns, they've all got a feed in possessing them. Hey, those guys, they're waking up. Where's the boss? He splits so wildly, got our orders, don't we? Damn, sir. Damn, damn. Sir, I know what we can do. What? I said I know how to fix them. Well, I heard you. What can we do? Roberto, hand me one of those rifles. Jeremy, come back. I don't know. If I can get behind them, not too close, though. This should be about it. Safety catch off. Now then, gently does it. Stand still, you perishing oik. Aim at his shoulder and... Nothing but patches of burnt stuff. Jeremy! Jeremy, are you all right? Here! Here! That was quite brilliant. Whatever made you think of doing that? It worked, didn't it? I mean, look! Yeah. I mean, tell me what happened. I couldn't look, you see. I had to keep my head down. Well, you hit the fellow, and his friend blasted one of the chaps your end, and so his oppo started firing, and before you knew it, they were all pooping off at each other, and, well, in a word, there's not one left. Well done. <sighs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. That's the lie. Well, thank you, Roberto. If you just stack them with the others by the fireplace. Aha! I can't see you. Doctor is working. Good, good. And Max Birmy will come about too. What? Oh, not to worry. He's dead as a doorknob. You see. You will see. Like a there, I'm cliffed up, being usher dead. When I came to look at the doctor. Well, thank the Lord for that. Where is the doctor? In a blue box. Ah, there you are, doctor. Oh, yeah, so I am. What the devil's that? Seems to be twisting about in your hands. Yeah, a neurological illusion. It's twisting the space-time structure of the neural network of your brain. Is it, by George? Well, I wish you would pack it in. Most unpleasant sensation. Yeah, let us hope we don't need the TARDIS in a hurry. It's the space-time warping template which he uses to get into the time vortex. I know. You're using it to do the job the Comet was doing. Yeah, well done. Yeah, exactly that. The dimensional transducer is already lined up on the area surrounding the floor and the barrier. So if I link the two together, like, like this, I, I should be able to bend the end space boundary sufficiently to seal up the cracks before Maximilian can come through and reunite his two bodies. I say, Doctor. No, no, not my boy. No. But I think you should. You heard the Doctor, Jeremy. Well, Brigadier, wish me luck. Stop! It's Sarah. She hasn't woken up. She's just lying here and she's hardly breathing. Let me look. She hasn't come back from end space. What? Thank you, Jeremy. If I pulled that switch, the barrier would be locked solid. Sarah would never have been able to get back. I should have killed her as effectively as if I'd put a bullet through her brain. Giuseppe! Giuseppe! Where are you, my love? Giuseppe! Sarah Jane? It's been so long. So long. 
I was engaged to meet Giuseppe here. He's going to... That's a secret. Come with me, Luisa. No, I cannot. I must await Giuseppe. We were to meet by the... What has happened? The wall is broken and... No! He's gone! My lovely boy! Giuseppe! Luisa, come back! Giuseppe! Wait, my love! I'm coming! Oh, you mustn't, this time! You mustn't! Let me go! Let me go! Without Giuseppe, there is nothing left! No, I'm not going to let you go! I won't let you go! Giuseppe is dead. No, but he died a long time ago. Many years have passed since then. Try to remember. I do not comprehend your meaning. And yet, and yet I... I know I left you but an hour ago. Oh, my sweet Sarah. Can you ever find it in your heart to forgive your treacherous oh. friend? I have repented this long age that I deceived you so. since we talked together. Tell me what happened when the clock struck twelve. Must I? Please. My spirits were high, but Giuseppe was to... Never mind that. And indeed he... And then I... No! True. Sarah, what shall I do? Give me your hand, my lovely Louisa. Where are we going? You'll soon find out. I... Trust in heaven before, but now... Oh, Sarah! I can see a light which is shining even brighter! Surely those are people waiting there! Oh, it cannot be! It is! Mama! <laughs> Mama! And oh, my dear Papa! Why, there's Pauli too! He looks as dead as she does. If they don't soon... Oh, hang on. He moved. It's worked. They're both coming round. Hi there. Oh. Hi. Well, thank the oh. Lord. All's well that ends well. well. It hasn't ended until I closed the gap in the barrier left with Stuart. And I can't do that until I've reconnected the warping template. There. Doctor, close the gap! It is too late! The catastrophe I fear! 
dead as come. Quite right, Doctor. There is no use for your little toy anymore. And now it is my turn to kill you. Stop! Stop, I can help you. You asked me once to tell you who I am. Well, I'll tell you now. I'm the only one living on this paltry planet who knows the secrets of the universe. I've visited many of the inhabited worlds of the galaxy. So? Make me your counselor, your consigliere. We are not playing mafia games now, Doctor. I play for higher stakes, and I have won. Indeed you have, Majesty. There is nobody to challenge your might on the puny world of Earth. But in the galaxy, it is a different story. I am the Emperor! I am the Lord of all! I'm afraid not, sire. Just as the Godfathers share amongst the families the territory they control, the Lords of the Galaxy have parceled out the worlds they rule. You will have to come to terms with it. And with them. Never! The supreme being of this great Earth shall never bend his knee to another. Are they invulnerable, these so-called lords? This is why you need me by your side, Master. You need my knowledge and my advice. Advise me, then, Doctor. Why should Maximilian not become the Emperor of the Galaxy, of the Universe? Do not have the power. What? Just now, you could have killed me with one blast from your finger. I tell you, there are those beyond the skies who could incinerate the Earth with a look. If you wish to see my power, look around you! You tell me I need more? These, my servants, are mine to command! You, sir, come to me now! Fiend did. You see? And you! Oh. 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 And you! No! You do not know what you're doing! Do I not, little man? Come, good sirs! Your lord awaits you! Why do you tell it? of the galaxy such power as this? It's growing bigger and bigger the more that murder him. I beg you, Majesty, stop this madness. No human frame, not even, not even one which has the elixir of immortality running in its veins. None could survive it. He must be 70 foot tall. You see? You see? I am the Emperor. None shall withstand my might. My glory shall fill the universe and put the stars to shame. Bow down, ye mortals, and pay homage to your lord. I am Maximilian! Goodbye. warn him. What happened? I could see you were teasing him into taking those things on board, but what then? I thought it was game set and matched to the jolly old emperor. Oh, ye of little faith. Do you think the doctor didn't know what he was doing? I'm not so sure. How well you know me, Lethbridge Stewart. How well you know me. You're quite right. 
It could have gone disastrously wrong if I'd mistimed things. Well, I gave him a bit of a push by twisting his space-time, that's all. Remember, he was standing right where I'd aimed the warping template. And, whoop, over the edge he went. Did he ever? And look, a bonus. The floor on the barrier has closed up. Quiet, quiet, quiet. Gassi, Gassi, I'd like to give you a piece of toast. I drink to you all in saying thank you for you saying goodbye to my enemy who was shot. Ah, but a special to my good Alistair because he bring you here and will be baroni when I take the buckets. Here, here. <laughs> yes, well, I've been meaning to say something about that. Yes, it's just that... Oh, never mind. Poor old Brig. He's got too much sense of duty for his own good. We'll wrap her no, I know that song. Well, what is that you're singing? It's a folk song, I guess you call it. I got it off my paw. Of course. I'll be back. Well, where are you Where's going? You where are you going? Oh. Look, everybody. Look. I knew I was right. Here's the portrait of Guido from the gallery. And look, if you change the hairstyle... It'd be Roberto to the life. Oh, oh, are you, are you crazy, Miss Sarah? No, don't you see? You're a real, genuine, long-lost heir. Uh, if you're a descendant of Guido's, you're even more entitled than Signor Viconti. Oh, so, I'm sorry. No, no, he's a good. <laughs> but if he's descended through the male line, he'd have to bear the name of Viconti himself. What's your second name, Roberto? Horatio. Oh. Well, that's it, then. Oh. I don't think so. Roberto... What's your last name? My last name? Menestrello. Yes. And that means minstrel. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> and to think I was worried about the coincidence of Garcia O'Toole having an auntie in Scunthorpe. <laughs> Why did I ever think I could write a novel, Jeremy? I'm a journalist, and that's what I'll always be. Okay? I'll drink to that. <laughs> First thing tomorrow, I'll give Clorinda a ring. Oh, boy. Have I got a story this time? The Ghost of Endspace was written by Barry Letts and starred John Pertwee as the Doctor, with Elizabeth Sladen as Sarah Jane Smith, Nicholas Courtney as the Brigadier, Richard Pierce as Jeremy, Stephen Thorne as Max, Sandra Dickinson as Maggie, Harry Taub as Mario, and Deborah Berlin as Louisa. Incidental music was by Peter Howell of the BBC Radiophonic Workshop and technical presentation was by John Whitehall, Alison Carter and Colin Guthrie. The producer was Phil Clark. <laughs>